Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Monday Show 65. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, it all comes down to this, my friend. Uh, the end of 2020 is at hand. The, the holiday season is about to kick off in madness about to ensue on all fronts uh let me ask you have you got your uh your holiday shopping at least behind you no no and i said i don't know how much shopping i need to do because my kids are all growing up you know like it's when your kids are little is when you gotta do most of the shopping i'm divorced i don't have to buy for my significant other um so maybe i'll go out and buy something for me i need to get some christmas gifts for roots although i think i already got a couple this year the quest 2 my new phone that i just went through nightmare to get today um, you know, Wes, I started doing the math, um, and I think my phone I had was almost 10 years old. And uh, I don't know how that, yeah, it was, and it was still snappy for 10 years old, but now this thing's, I got my Quest 2 in my phone, bro. I'm sure there's probably an XR2 in there, so. Yeah, probably. No, I, uh, I use these cheap-ass burner phones because I break enough screens. Mm. Case in point, uh, we've, got, we've got this one. <laughs> and then we've got we've got this one <laughs> and i break these things all the time so uh i don't know if you all know this or not but but you can actually get a, a fairly competent phone for less than 50 dollars these days oh, and uh and i mean uh it, it smokes like the top of the line stuff from five years ago so uh i'm content and and if it gets dropped in the toilet then we'll just flush it and go buy another <laughs> one you know that's what's funny is the uh, person was trying to like upsell me and stuff and all oh, this one's this and i just went for the one that i got and i you know and um she started saying oh well that's good but it's not as good as this one i said well it's, i'm sure it's better than the one that just died on me um you know what i mean which i was completely content to still use um tomorrow if i could have and not spent the money i spent because uh not cheap, but uh, I, I wish I'd known about this burner phone thing. Um, I need to uh, I need to go down that road, right? So. Walmart special, man. No contract. Uh, I pay I think thirty bucks a month for unlimited everything, and then like if I want to add lines, they're twenty five. Mm -hmm. so. That's not, not bad. Not too shabby. Yeah, yeah that's not bad, bad at all. Yeah. So what's the data on there? Is you said it's unlimited data for thirty bucks? Uh, it's not like I think I get three or four gigabytes of high okay. speed and then it cuts back to uh to like normal speed if i go over but i rarely go over yeah oh shit i don't use my phone for that kind of stuff anyway so hey that sounds good yeah i use my most of my data goes to uh you know quality checking the episodes after after youtube gets done with them yeah yeah absolutely um which is good actually i was sitting back and i was listening to some of our last you know so i started realizing wes um, because you're not editing and I'm not, we're not doing the live stream or I guess the, the, uh, replay premiere. I don't listen to my, or the show enough. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, not that I want to sit there and listen to every show from beginning to end, but there is reasons to, to watch back and listen to, you know what I mean? And, uh, absolutely. So, yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, I, I generally, I'll go in and start watching it for a specific reason. Uh, but then I get interested in it, and I, I generally end up watching the whole show before uh, before we shoot the next one. Isn't that crazy? And that's the thing is like I and um, this is going to be a testament to pat myself on the back and you as well. Like I started exactly the same thing. I was just like kind of just sitting there, not and I and I found that I was 
listening and I was intent and I was like, dude, I had that conversation yesterday, like, um, but I still want to hear it again. So that's good. We do a pretty good show, don't we? Yeah, hell yeah, we do. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a bit of a shit show. But uh, I think we got a good one today, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We sure do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it never ceases to amaze me, Roots, how fast the, the technology is moving with VR. And we all kind of anticipated it when we first got in. We kind of projected forward, right, that we knew that the technology would move fast. But today, when I was in Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, I was just blown away at what a step forward we have taken since uh, Vader Immortal was out. Yeah, yeah, that definitely was. Um, I'll tell you what, compared to Vader Immortal, um, it is uh, hands down way better, in my opinion. I know a lot of people don't think so, but uh, that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I wouldn't say a lot of people. I would say a few people are, are a little bit disappointed on the narrative front, uh, which is understandable. But uh, on every other uh, aspect of this game, uh, it's an improvement. And in such an improvement, in fact, I would say that, um, that uh, they've pretty much addressed every complaint that we had with Vader Immortal. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it felt good to move around. That was the biggest thing. And um, my biggest gripe, and you can remember because I bitched about it a lot, was I didn't want to be locked down when I'm fighting. And um, I absolutely did not feel that way. And this is kind of weird. And you know, did you feel like you couldn't duck behind um, stuff, Wes? Because somebody was telling me that, oh, because they, I, or they said in the Discord that they died a lot because they couldn't duck behind cover. And I was ducking behind cover, but maybe I wasn't able to grab it and move it and that was one thing that i wish i could have seen a little bit more of was uh um some more of the uh physics based but uh you know i guess we can't get used to that yet right right well i i, I didn't have any trouble using cover which that said i didn't really i don't really duck behind cover because i'm normally playing seated but i'll i'll strafe behind cover and uh and i played on hard and let me tell you if you play this game on hard it can be hard. Generally, uh, you, you feel like playing this game on hard, like there's no reason for you to even have a health meter because if they shoot you, you're dead. <laughs> so uh, I, I found myself using cover pretty much constantly. It's the only way I could stay alive. Uh, so no, no trouble there at all. Yeah, well, and I didn't, I died a few times, but I, I had the exact same experience as you. It was so... Um... Because I read, I think it was PD or somebody had said that they recommend playing on hard. And I, you know me, I'm not somebody that just generally goes in on hard. I want to finish the the thing. I don't want to sit there and, and mess around with it forever. But um, I took the recommendation and I felt I really enjoyed it. I felt like uh, it was it needed to be on hard. I wanted it to actually be difficult, especially since the the last Star Wars, um, you couldn't die. There was, you know what I mean. You could just stand there and get hit a million times. And that was our biggest gripe. I was so surprised about those little balls. Were you like, I just flung them around and just started moving around and didn't realize what they were until I, I was like, oh shit, dude, this is cool, man. Um, I, how about you? Yeah, well, I just kind of collected them. I, I assumed that they were junk that I was going to be able to redeem for credits uh, until I got outside of the cantina and found the little tutorial spot there that explained them. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I thought they were really cool to uh, to have these little uh, 
droids that'll follow you around and, and protect you, even though uh, I don't know how uh, effective they were. They were more uh, effective as an enemy distraction than anything for me. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You end up um, noticing that they're damaged, right? And so you're you're trying to uh, to heal them half the time. So it's kind of as a distraction for me as well. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but it was pretty, uh, I don't know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed everything, all of what I've played so far. And um, I feel like the production value of this thing, uh, this Star Wars was so good. Um, like I, my jaw dropped when I went in the bar and was like looking at the bartender and the other dude and and uh, it just was so good. Uh, what are your thoughts on the graphics? Yeah, dude, I thought it was amazing. And this is one of the things I was talking uh, about when I said uh, my, I'm kind of amazed at how fast the technology is moving. Um, this is still the Quest style of graphics, right? You can tell a difference in the way that the world is rendered uh, between the standalone games and the PC slash console games. Everything takes a different shape. And then they kind of just paint these textures on everything. Uh, what has really improved is the quality and detail in the textures that they paint on everything. Uh, I mean, they've done a really, really good job of that here. They did a good job on Vader Immortal, but it's just amazing here. And the, the Quest 2 really uh, allows this game to shine. It really makes me curious uh, when we do finally see the PC version of it, which I'm sure we will at some point. Uh, is it just going to be a straight port, or are they going to, uh, or, or are they going to, you know, up the ante with the graphics a little bit? I, I would submit that I don't think that that's necessary. I think that a, a straight port of this would be sufficient, uh, but I am curious. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to ask you: is what do you think? Do you think um, it even needs it? Because I feel like it would be overkill, right? Uh, it was just well, I mean, for for guys like me and you, probably, but then. You have your your Jarillos and your Scions out there that uh, might disagree, you know. Well, would they still be blown away? And that was my thing. Is like I, I and maybe I, I because I am. I guess I did. I have no no. I can't help it, Wes. I'm new to the quest, so like I have to go into it with the the mindset of what like that new person is going to see. Like somebody that just picked up the headset for the first time and they, you know, maybe they heard from their friend. Yeah, immortal. You know, Vader Immortal was okay. It was kind of hokey, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But they get into this thing, and they're just blown away. Um, I was blown away. And, that, you know, that's why I feel like Vader Immortal gets more credit than it should, Wes. And I was thinking about this the other day. And not that it's not a, a good experience, because that's what it is. Because every time I hear people say how good it is, it's always, and I mean always followed by the dojo. The game's not the dojo bro like that's the extra snippet that they added in there um it's a part of it but it's not it's not what i wanted out of it. i wanted the 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 tale the experience i wanted to go before vader and everything else and i feel like if this whoever's working on this version had done vader immortal i would have gotten what i wanted um uh, because they no i i I will push back a little bit here because I, I'm not so sure it isn't the same people working on it. Hmm. Uh, but we all pretty much said the same things, right? We said that we wanted to be able to, to roam freely instead of having to walk the linear path. We all said that we wanted to be able to die. Hmm. We, we, we wanted more of a game-like experience. 
we said that we didn't want a, a stupid droid following us around and interrupting us and distracting us constantly. So what, I feel like all of us, we all said that uh, instead of cutting it up into 30 and 45 minute segments, we'd like a few hours uh, of experience. And I feel like uh, what pretty much happened here is ILMX Lab heard us and they gave us the game that we asked for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess I phrased it differently because, you know, the, the, the team that's working on it today isn't the team that worked on it, Vader Immortal. They've even if it's the exact same people, they've grown, they've learned, yeah. they've they've changed everything that they've their uh, mindset. But I, you know, I and I can't necessarily say I was exactly looking at it from that standpoint till you made your comment. But it's a, a perfect uh, uh, point. It makes sense, and um, and everything is changed. You know, everything that was annoying about the first one is gone, and um, people are still bitching. But I don't know what they're bitching about, Wes, because I uh, I really enjoyed my time in there so far. And um, I'm looking for, I was already ready to buy ISO. I can buy the next episode. I was kind of disappointed. I was ready to buy another one um, because uh, it's just good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, uh, and I haven't finished this one yet. I, I will say that in full disclosure here. I, I put uh, about 60 to 90 minutes into it on hard level, which a lot of what was me dying and playing the same parts over and over again. But I saw enough to know uh, what this game is. And uh, I feel confident in calling it a game, first of all, and, and that in itself uh, is an improvement because the last one, it was kind of questionable, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I agree with Mame Fan, or I don't know if he agrees with it anymore because I think he might have said he changed his mind a little bit, but I believe that if you can't die, it's it's hard to say you're it's a game. You know, like if you're not, it's it was a walking sim. It was really good for what it was, but I, I think that they really did listen to everything that we, that you just laid out and, um, and tweaked it and made it better. Um, and I haven't finished it as well, but I, I want to finish it, you know, everything about it. And I, and I do have my critiques. Um, I do wish the jetpack. pack, I hope they fix it, um, because it doesn't feel like a jet pack. I want to levitate. I want to feel myself rise and then I want to hold it. And then I want to let off and feel myself go down. Um, and maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't. If it doesn't, it's not like it's the end of the world. It's just would have been really cool to feel like it was like a real jetpack, right? Yeah, I felt like the jetpack thing was kind of a cop-out, right? I felt that, uh, because it doesn't behave like a jetpack at all, it's a hover fe feature, and it's just immediate. It's like you teleport up into the air, and then you teleport back down to the ground, and I feel like it was a way for them to get around adding in a, a jump feature. Mm. Uh, they needed a way for you to be able to get to elevated places without uh, adding in the jump feature or adding some means for you to climb. Uh, so, I, you know, while I think it's a, a good idea and kind of a cool way to go about it, at the same time, I felt like it's kind of, uh, uh, to, to borrow a phrase from Roots, it was a little bit lazy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It does. Uh, did seem like it was lazy, but, uh, Hopefully, I mean, I know I know a lot of people have said something, and maybe they will patch it in. And even if you want to leave it, like, because I know they're concerned about people getting sick, and that was part of why a lot of reasons for whatever jumping, I'm assuming anyway. But, you know, like Wes always says, give us the option, you know? The, just get, let me switch something on that says real hovercraft or re real jetpack and all, you know? Um, yeah, and cool. I, think, I think that it's pretty obvious that that is their concern here. And I think what really gives that away is the fact that there's no smooth turning in this, that they 
force mm. snap turning, yeah. which is just another another sign that they're concerned about uh, people getting sick. And it's surprising to me. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously there's going to be a lot of newbies playing, but uh, at this point, uh, I think that it's pretty well documented that most of these comfort features go unused. And uh, the, the, the fact that we still have games that implement this stuff without making it optional, it's just, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's weird is like some of these indie de devs got, got it down, man. They've got a million options, dude. You can do everything. Smooth turn as fast as you want. Slow. You want to, you know, grow a third arm out of your chest. That would be kind of cool if you wanted to doom a VR, VFR it. But uh, I don't know. Uh, hopefully they'll they'll uh patch it in you know and, i mean that's an easy fix right smooth turn yeah absolutely absolutely and i, I would be surprised if they didn't but that said even if they didn't uh these things are, are really just nitpicks in the in the overall big picture uh overall the experience was absolutely uh amazing it's as a star wars fan this is what i've wanted since the day i've walked into to vr I want this kind of uh, open-ended adventure. And really, it's at the same time of being this kind of adventure, it's a hub for future adventures. And I'm really interested to see what kind of DLC is going to come and how often it's going to come and for how much money they're going to charge for it. Uh, because I think that they've got something here that they can really, uh, it could be a cash cow for them for many years to come if they support it properly and don't revert back to the uh, 30 minutes for 10 bucks structure that we had with Vader Immortal. No, especially that. I don't know how, like this has more to it that because the story isn't even really, I guess if you include, if it's three hours every time and it's like 10 bucks, but even if it like what, an hour and a half, two hours for 10 bucks, but it would depend on the story as well. But yeah, uh, I would, right. I, I need, I need a couple hours uh just to to um to sink my teeth into something like this it's not arcade style it's not like tarzan which is the other uh the the other title that we're going to be talking about today uh, tarzan can kind of get away with having shorter chapters uh because it's arcade style gameplay it's more about the the action than the you know telling the story the story is just kind of secondary this is star wars right and anything that you do in the Star Wars universe is going to be uh, involved in some kind of storytelling. And if that's the case, uh, for it to be good and worthy of the title, uh, it needs to be at least a couple hours long. Yeah, absolutely. How cool was it, though, Wes, when you were in there? At least for me, I was like, oh, I'm enraptured by the acting, you know, the, the, the voice acting. And then I felt like when I went into the bar, I felt like I walked into one of those Star, Star Wars cartoons, right? And it looked so good. And the guy was, he was, the bartender was t saying what he's saying, talking about, uh, you know, he's going to mix up a drink and he'll, he'll tell you a story. And it'll, the way he said it, the way it'll make you feel like you're there, there I guarantee it, right? And, and it was just so perfect. And um, it's just something we haven't really seen very much of in VR as far as storytelling going. I felt like I was really there in that in that atmosphere, and uh, it was just really cool. And I can't wait to to get to all these stories because, like you said, I mean, it, it, they could as long as they do it right, they could they could ride this thing for years and just keep putting yeah. out really cool stories, and maybe bring people back into Star Wars, like me, that kind of got a little 
you know, frustrated with all the politics brought into it and, and all the, just the world and just let me enjoy Star Wars for what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, they could bring new stories into this game. They could expand the map even and have larger, uh, you know, quests because it's not just all about the, uh, the, the offshoot stories in this thing. There, there's quests and there's side quests and pretty much everything that I did in this game I, I found to be fun. I didn't mind chasing these little uh, kind of trivial goals that they set for you. Like, for example, they'll, they'll set... Uh, uh, they'll, they'll give you a high score to beat on the dartboard in the cantina. I sat there for a good 10 minutes throwing darts roots. And the only reason mm -hmm. I quit is because I didn't want to spend all of my credits. Oh God. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I saw that all that stuff when I first got in there and then the bartender started, I heard an argument going on and I was like, Oh shit, what's going on in there? And then I forgot it was there. I need to go back into that cantina because there is all sorts of stuff you can do in there. Right. Yeah, and I mean, and just the world in general is very interactive. There's lots of little trinkets and things that are sitting around that are unconsequential to the game, but it's just cool to have this kind of interactivity uh, with this world. It gives the world depth, and again, it's exactly what we asked for coming out of Vader Immortal. We wanted to be able to interact with the world a lot more, and uh, they're, they're giving us exactly what we asked for. Let me ask you this, because I saw a, a bunch of people commenting saying that... Uh, you know, there was jank with grabbing stuff off the ground or grabbing stuff in general. And um, I had zero. Like, I literally tried to f grab stuff in weird ways because I read that comment and I, I couldn't reproduce it. So I don't know what was going on in some of those people's. Maybe they were using um, mixed reality or something. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I had no, absolutely no issues with the uh, tracking in this game, and uh, I, I hadn't heard that. So, you know, I, I pretty much, uh, uh, you know, blacklisted all of the the, the uh, coverage of this game because I didn't want to spoil any of it for myself. So I hadn't really seen any uh, gameplay at all of it, hadn't really heard any reviews. The little bit of that I did hear uh, about it was from our Discord. It was from people, uh, you know, talking about it there. Uh, but I hadn't heard anybody talking about problems with the tracking. So, uh, no, I didn't notice anything like that. Yeah, me either. That was weird. That's, uh, sometimes people notice weird things, but uh, I couldn't reproduce it, didn't see it. I'm sure it existed for somebody else. But um, I don't know. And uh, so I guess 2495, do you think um, that's, I mean, obviously that includes the hub. It includes the beginning part where they kind of introduce the game. Um, that was my concern is like, okay, so how much of the, is the entire game, um, included in that, in that first story? And then, uh, what is the cost going to be, uh, going forward? Cause I, I just have no idea what they're going to do with this. I mean, they could do them for free for all we know, which I doubt's happening, but yeah, I don't have a problem with 25. I really wouldn't want to see it for any more than that. You know, most people are saying that this is a, a three hour deal probably going to take me four you know four to five um but you know it's star wars and that that's worth something to me mm -hmm. as a star wars fan and uh you know when someone carries the star wars name uh it generally speaks to a certain level of polish and quality and that that 100 percent is here and you can see it from the very moment you walk into the cantina and you start looking at things and you'll see little alien writing just on, on stuff, just as a, a touch that most people wouldn't even notice because it's so tiny, but it's that level of detail, you know? And, uh, 
speaking of detail, uh, there's a lot of lore in this in this world, and everything has its own story. And uh, you you can find this with your Robinson uh, the Journey style journal. Uh, every a lot of the stuff that you encounter will uh, will create a journal entry that you can go to the pause menu into your pause menu and uh, pick up the details about. So as you're literally progressing through the game, the story is being told and recorded in your journal, which I found very helpful on more than one occasion. Wow, I didn't know that. I'll have to check that out. And that's, I, I think you're very optimistic, Wes, on your four-hour journey. I think it's probably going to take you five with all that stuff for you to check out. I want to check it out. I just thought it was super cool. And like I said, I've been a little salty towards Star Wars for the last, uh, I don't know, a few years. But um, it just brought back nostalgia. And it it was just done so well. And I, I agree. I think $25 is well worth the price of admission. And people forget, you know, it's ex it's exactly what you said. It's the Star Wars IP. You know, it costs money. And the acting costs money. And the production and AAA that people want costs money. And uh, um, I have no problem paying for it. Well, that's really the thing here, right? Pretty much everybody is is in agreement that the voice acting is world class in that in this, and, and the reason why is because they have world class voice actors in it, and that's not cheap. And uh, you know, I was uh, originally put a bit uh, off by the fact that they pulled somebody else from Saturday Night Live to play Sleazelac, the, the the barkeep here, mm. because the the annoying droid from uh, Vader Immortal was Maya Rudolph mm. uh, from Saturday Night Live. And, and uh, you know, uh, she did good at playing the role that she played, but she didn't seem like a droid at all. And she was highly annoying. Now, that's not really her fault. That's the writer's fault. But uh, when I saw that they got Bobby Moynihan to play Sleazelack in this, I was like, oh, God, not again. Uh, but I was so impressed with his performance in this because, A, he didn't sound like himself at all. And B, he sounded exactly what this big boisterous character uh, should probably sound like, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I was infinitely surprised and impressed with his performance. Yeah, just like I said, it made me feel like, um, you know, I had gotten sucked into this Star Wars cartoon, and um, and because that's exactly what it would have been like, you know, that whole story, everything that he tells you is what you would have. I've seen a million of those type of things with my kids, um. They nailed it, I think. So, I definitely, uh, I would recommend it. I mean, if you, this is the thing. If you played Vader Immortal and for whatever reason you were turned off by it, give this one a shot because I think you'll you'll probably feel like it's it's way better. Every person that I've seen, for the most part, is saying it's it's better. Um, some are saying way better. Some people say, oh, it's not that much better. Um, I guess it really depends on how much of a Star Wars fan, but I would imagine the more of a Star Wars fan you are, the more you'd appreciate this one, right? Because it just, it just feels better. Yeah, and uh, again, I am a Star Wars fan, and this is kind of, as I mentioned before, this is kind of the sort of experience that I've been waiting on. I've wanted this kind of a adventure game set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, with that said, we've had another... Uh, Star Wars AAA title released into VR over the last couple of months. Uh, but that title, Roots, as good as it is, is a, uh, it's a flying title, right? It's a, it's a dogfighting title. And I would submit, even though that's a much bigger production 
and, uh, you know, is a triple-A game, this, you know, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge is more what I wanted. And, uh, you know, sit, sitting here at one to two hours into this game, I'm having a lot more fun than I ha was having at one to two hours into that other game, in spite of the fact that that's a tremendous game and a lot of fun in its own right. Yeah. Well, it's the adventure, right? It's like going through, you feel like you're in there. You know, something doesn't translate when you're, you know, flying around in a ship. You know, I, I don't have a yaw. I don't have any of these cool things that make you feel like you're really flying. So, uh, but if I'm walking around and I'm, and I'm in an adventure type of thing where they're telling me a story, um, I, I guess you just get more involved because there's so much action in the, in the, the dog fighting type of stuff in between scenes. It's like the opposite of Farpoint. Farpoint is like so much scenes and then they they pepper in action everywhere, right? Um, you know, this one, uh, it, it's a, it just, I don't know, every, every game's different, but uh, I really enjoyed this one so far. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed both titles, but I'll tell you what, Roots, uh, sitting here uh, as a Star Wars fan who needs to get back to both of these, I'll be going back into Tales of the Galaxy's Edge before I'm going back into Squadron's. Uh, because I'm really, I'm enjoying this one more. Yeah, me too. And um, I feel like they're not 100% done with fixing squadrons either. I want to play it like that, you know, like they they messed it up so much, Wes, that they, they're letting, they're having everybody reset their stuff, I think, for the multiplayer. Um, and that, <laughs> they're giving you incentives, you know. Like, so I'm hoping everything, when I go back into it, it's all nice and, and, and adjusted. Uh, but that being well, said, well, I agree. I'll be going into this yeah, one well, first. Well, I'll be going back into Star Wars Squadrons very soon as well. But it's not to go play multiplayer. I, I want to play through that uh, story campaign. Uh, I played the uh, I played the first bit of that and I really enjoyed it. Uh, but not until not until we get through Tales of the Galaxy's Edge, which shouldn't take me another uh, another sitting from what people saying, and I should be through it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, what about the uh, the other game that we uh, that we played this week? Well, the other game that we played this week, we've actually been playing for quite some time, and that is uh, Tarzan VR. Uh, Roots and I have actually had access to this game, what, Roots, for two months now, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And you know what? Because nobody warned me. Like, I, you know, a lot of people that went into this game, they got to a, a little advanced warning of... Um, you know anthony's placement in there and i like i did my jaw dropped west like my jaw dropped when i came across anthony's radio thing and then i um and then i sat down and i listened to it for like i don't know five ten minutes i think i did the opposite of what you did yeah well i mean the, the, the there are samples uh <laughs> of of the total thing that anthony recorded for this he did a lot actually a pretty good amount of uh audio for the thing and I, I would assume that we're going to hear more of it through subsequent issues but uh i heard it in a, a wave file months ago oh did you and uh, it, it's it's funny dude it was like uh i don't know it was like five or ten minutes long of just fucking random bullshit and it's hilarious it just reminded me why anthony's so good like he can just talk about anything and he's raving talking about aliens and talking about vr or whatever i think he was talking about like connecting a chip in your brain or something and i man it's like it's it was classic anthony conversation and to find that right smack in the middle of such an amazing game 
um, to the point where I can just sit down and just chill and listen to Anthony rants for a little bit. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah, and and I played through it uh, twice for the video that I made recently. And the first time I played through it on WMR, and then the second time I played through it on Quest. And you know, between the two uh, playthroughs, there was different audio on the radio. Like it was a whole different thing than the other time i played it oh really so um so i guess yeah because there's two different things i believe it loops through at least from what i've heard but uh but yeah this is your footage right here and um of your playthrough i thought the water looked so good in there right i just i couldn't believe how good this uh i mean i guess i i do believe it because it's stone punk but uh um it was just really good yeah and you know you can uh what you can explore this kind of hub world here and that includes, uh, there are parts that you can swim under the water here right off the coast of the island. Really? Well, I, I did go around everywhere, but I didn't, I mean, I went to one of the islands out there because I was looking for the special cave that I never found. Um, but uh, I did patrol everywhere. You know, one of the coolest things, and, and this is just going to show my age. I uh, know I wasn't alive in 1951. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm picking up all these records and I don't know what they are. And then I just uh, like, as I'm fucking around in the house for, or the, the area for so long, looking for that cave, I spent a lot of time in that beginning area. And, um, and I saw the records there and they were like slots that were empty. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to see if I can put one of these on. And it was like the actual, um, one of the actual episodes. And I'm assuming they've got them all in there. And I, I just, I just put myself in somebody that maybe that as a kid, you listen to those or, you know, I did watch Tarzan as a kid and, and just having that as an option, not only is it super cool, but it just adds to me how authentic, um, this is. And, and the Tarzan, um, brand got behind it as well. Like you don't just have episodes of, of a show in there. You know what I mean? I, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Stonepunk Studios, the developer of this game, actually took quite a bit of inspiration from those older episodes. And from what I could tell from talking to uh, Jay, um, you know, when, when he would, you know, get stuck for a moment trying to think about what direction he wanted to go with this this kind of uh, aesthetic or that, uh, you know, he, he would take some inspiration from these older, you know, radio shows and uh, and comic books. So, uh, yeah, it really is fitting that they included that as a collectible uh, in the game. It really helps to add for replayability because it it gives you incentive to go back and explore. And as far as the cave that you're talking about goes, that was in the actual uh, Mm. issue, not in the overworld. Uh, And what Roots is talking about here is there's a cave that you can find in issue one that, uh, that has the game credits on it. And listed in the special thanks section are Roots and myself. And I, I showed it off in the video there. Super cool. Never had anybody do anything like that for us before. So, uh, you know, even though this is, you know, Stonepunk Studios saying thank you to us, I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you to Stonepunk Studios for uh, not only uh, giving us access to this game, but... Uh, for in general supporting our channel pretty much since the uh the time that we started it so uh if you're watching out there guys thank you very much we we do appreciate it yeah you can't thank us we're thanking you bro uh we really appreciate it (laughs) you don't appreciate me (laughs) i appreciate you you get it you understand 
but uh so but, what do you what do you think about the movement you said like it's arcade style like how cool was the uh um swinging on the vines and stuff right that that was my favorite part of the game roots um you know all in all it's a fairly straightforward uh arcade style beat em up i mean there, there there's nothing you know uh too uh, crazy about what's going on here you're running you're finding the bad guys you're grabbing them uh and you're beating them up kind of like something you would do with a, a game like uh path of the warrior uh oh, the only difference being in path of the warrior you're pressing buttons to throw punches and kicks in this game you're using your hands to do it which is super cool uh so so that stuff was fairly basic uh kind of easy at first but with that said uh, the game has been patched since launch, and now the enemies are a bit more difficult. Uh, he put a, uh, a health randomizer on them, so th they're not going to all be so easy to kill anymore. So uh, if you got into this game and you thought it was a little bit too easy to start off with, like I did, uh, not so much the case anymore. But what, what you're saying there about the, the vine swinging, uh, it, it's absolutely what makes this game. Uh, special in my opinion other than the aesthetic right you know it's a beautiful jungle the 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 retro nostalgia sound effects uh really make it a, a special uh a special experience from an art perspective but as far as gameplay goes the swinging is where it's at and then when you're able to swing and fight with the enemies that that was absolutely the best thing about the game to me yeah when you could swing and it says attack you just <laughs> dive bomb on them it's pretty cool i want to check out some of the weapons you know I, I so far i've only got the axe the mighty axe have not found a slingshot did not find the knife um or any yeah of the i other think stuff. uh i think that those are coming um in future issues i think each issue will introduce a new weapon and uh roots and i did uh we did have access momentarily for the uh to to the later issues of this thing but this came we literally got access to this uh, uh, this title right at the point where I sold all my headsets and my mm. graphics card. So I played through the first issue, sent my feedback in. Thanks to Fun Train, uh, by the way, as well for uh, for for allowing us to beta test this. Um, but I sent my feedback in for issue one, and then I couldn't play again for like almost two months. And by the time we got back into it, the structure had changed to the point. Uh, where they were setting it up on Steam as DLC, mm. and we couldn't get into the later uh, issues anymore. But uh, the slingshot's in issue two, Roots, okay. and um, issue three is not yet available, uh, but we do know a couple of things about it. We, we know, uh, I know, that there's going to be more of uh, the, the stuff that I, I'm raving about. So there's going to be more swinging, more fighting, more of that sort of thing uh, going on in that game, and plus some other cool stuff that I... Uh, I really can't talk about, but uh, this this is going to be one of those episodic things that each episode is better than the last. I have a feeling, uh, and which is saying something because the first one's actually pretty fun. Yeah, well, I think it's cool that um, you know they they're open to listening to suggestions and and changing stuff on the fly and making things better. And I, I you know, my thing is is I I'm I'm glad I waited to, you know what I mean. I want to play it how it is now not how it was a couple months as a couple months ago is like um you said i didn't get a chance to get into the other episodes either so 
Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully. We're, we're going to have access to those at some point as well. Uh, hopefully, not, it won't be too long uh, because I, I'm interested in, uh, well, uh, again, I don't want to spoil anything and I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about, but there's stuff coming that I want to try out and I'll just leave it at that. Um, Ray Delator says, I thought the game was great. I really liked the comic book aspect of it. Yeah, I really thought that was cool too. And and uh, this was literally, uh, I think, the second game that I tried out on my uh, HP Reverb G2. In that intro sequence, which has you uh, flying through the comic book pages while they're playing the, the radio intro in the background, that was so awesome looking in the G2 because uh, the, the 3D effect, it was... Uh, popping just so heavily and uh the uh retro nostalgia feel of it uh really uh really was uh great wow so i need to go get a g2 then that's not yeah, probably that, not the only well, one <laughs> the only reason well you, well we're usually well you said that uh you needed to go pick roots a christmas present up Ooh, so uh that's right yeah there you go yeah i make myself homeless at the same time that's good i <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that, well, that sounds good. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for episode two to come out now. How long is it going to be? I thought they were releasing the first two together. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they are. The, the you can get a bundle pack. I'm okay. not sure about the second one. Again, uh, I haven't had a chance to play the second issue, but it is available right now. Okay. All right, because I didn't. Uh, it's still not in our thing. I guess we got to get that soon. And they said they would. So. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said that since they uh, they had to change it into a DLC structure for Steam, uh, that the, they're both available right now, and you can get them as a bundle, but you they're, they're sold individually. And that's the reason why uh, it isn't unlocked for us anymore, but uh, we're supposedly going to be getting keys for the uh, DLC at some point. Cool. Sounds good. Can't wait. But, uh, yeah, uh, a beautifully rendered... Uh, uh, arcade style game you know it, it isn't very often that you talk about uh the the stylistic aspects of arcade style games but really uh it's one of the strengths here in this game uh not only the the awesome looking uh jungle but the 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 retro uh sound effects uh all really cool uh the gameplay fun as well uh and the gameplay is something that i expect to get better as uh time goes on now let me ask you, Roots. These these apes, these tutorial apes. Uh, I felt kind of silly at first because of the way that they just look at you and dance and talk to you in broken English. <laughs> what, what did you think about these things? I well, you know, to be honest, I was just like ready to go. I didn't uh, I didn't pay too much attention to um, them dancing while they. I tried to fist bump them. They didn't fist bump me. I was a little <laughs> d disappointed about that, but. Uh, no, it was weird, right? Because they're, I, everybody's so excited about you, man. Like, you are famous, bro. Everybody knows yeah. you, and they're all screaming your name, especially when they're stuck in the cage. They're like, hey, come over here. Get me out of here. Um, they get a little pissed off. But I don't know, man. I I, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they do kind of dance around, huh? Did you feel a little <laughs> weird that every male ape in the jungle was so deeply concerned about Jane? Yeah, I, that's my Jane, bro. They do seem like they know, really right? like they really like her, right? Dude, yeah. they really like her, like yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They sure do. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, um, oh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, but the, apparently they don't like her enough to come and help Tarzan out because a couple of them literally bitch out when it's time for them to step up. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that one kid was ready to go and his parents were like, no, you're not going. It's like, man, yeah. I was all excited. But uh, yeah, so they just run along. I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, I, I, they were a little, little bit, uh, um, a little bit excited. Let me ask you this, Roots. What, uh, what if we were to ever get the, um, you know, it is an arcade style game and I likened it to Path of the Warrior. But the one thing that Path of the Warrior had that this game doesn't have is uh, co-op, uh, co-op gameplay. So what if at some point in the future, uh, they were to add co-op gameplay in, but, uh, one of the catches is if you're the second player, you have to be one of these ape things. Ooh. Well, I, I mean, if you want to be the ape, I can be Tarzan. No, I'm just kidding. I think it'd be cool. Why not? They're already there, right? That'd be pretty cool. Maybe yeah, I'm not sure how good they are at fighting though, because I mean, half of the half of them were in cages. Like, dude, really? The, these these punk bad guys were so easy to smash, and you guys ended up in cages. What did they do? Throw bananas in there or something, and then close the door real quick? They don't look very strong. The cages, either they're like made of bamboo, <laughs> no. right? So I punched the lock <laughs> open, dude. I literally use key hand to get it open. Yeah, but you're Tarzan, bro. Like you got special powers. What's the story behind Tarzan? How does he have the? I guess he got raised by apes, but how does that give him special powers, or does it? Honestly, I can't remember much about. Well, he's it. just strong, dude. He's okay. just strong like a Hulk, I guess. Yeah. Oh, see, that's not Anthony's radio, by the way. If you're if you're gonna go in and look, it'll be on the right hand side of the thing. Um, this one's just uh, they have a lot of cool things like that. Like I, you know, one of the things that I thought was kind of cool, and it's a little bit off the cuff but it was like when um you're coming up on a, a enemies farther away and like the guy's talking and he's like oh you know i don't see anybody here or whatever but it, the way that they showed like like a cut scene on top of it where the, you could see the guys kind of walking i don't know it's like it's what i would have seen out of almost like a a, a comic book or a, a cartoon or something it was just a it was really i think that's right there where it's like stay alert and the guys walk you know it shows him walking around like zoomed in but you can also see him down there i just thought that was really artistic and really cool so yeah yeah i agree uh and again it just goes back to the the art and the aesthetic of the game uh i mean they nailed it there right yeah absolutely so and the way it comes in the way you know it kind of flows in and out the animation of it uh, it's like an arcade game you know yeah. like like a like a big high budget arcade deal like you would see in the in the arcade yeah well, my favorite thing was to grab them and throw them around have my way you know one of these less. dudes said that he was going to party on my face <laughs> uh you know who no nah, i'm not going to go there never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah the dude literally said i'm going to have a party on your face uh, that's a weird comment do you think they said that i don't think that they said that in 1951 i almost guarantee it but you know i don't know <laughs> maybe they did i mean that was a common yeah. saying yeah, I mean, I guess party people were partying back in the fifties as well. Yeah, that's true. On your face, you don't want to be a square, do you? No, no, I don't want to be a square. Hell no. Anyway, uh, episode one, the great ape, awesome, fun. Uh, episode two, I'm sure, just as fun. Actually, I expect it to be even a little bit better. Can't wait to check it out. Available now on Steam. Coming to the Oculus Store as well at some point in the near future uh i think they said that they expect it to happen at some point in the next month roots hmm. uh Cross but by? uh 
I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about Quest support at all. But uh, mm. there is. Um, they do have a newsletter. Newsletter that uh, they 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 uh, Fun Train, uh, the publisher, has a newsletter that if people are interested in this, they can uh, keep up with it there. I'll try to remember to link that in the description uh, in case anyone's interested in keeping up with the day to day on this title. Uh, it's super cool, and I think you should check it out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Roots. Uh, we've had a lot of talk here lately. Uh, it seems like it keeps coming up. Every week, a different piece of equipment uh, gets released for VR, and it's always some uh, expensive thing that's promising to do something magical for your VR experience. And uh, some of the stuff, uh, I think, is kind of silly. Other things... Uh, I think it's kind of cool, but it seems like anytime I bring any of the cool stuff to you, you're like, nah, dude, I, I don't want any friction. I just want to put the headset on and play. So I thought it would be an interesting conversation for us to talk a little bit about accessories in VR. Uh, you know, from the very smallest things to the new, newer, more advanced stuff, the stuff that's not even out yet. Talk about what it does, what it costs, and is it worth it? Not only is it worth the cost, but is it worth the trouble? And uh, I felt like it was a pretty good, uh, a pretty good topic for us to broach here. And I think you you agreed with me, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I it is friction, man. Like people don't think about the friction. Uh, you know, I've been having issues. You know, and that, this is I found out Wes last night. It's uh, and I've got to verify it. I've even bought an extra cable that's not even so you probably the one you have the USB one that's like thirty bucks for the uh, Oculus Link because. I kept getting disconnected. I mean, I could, couldn't stay connected. I decided last night to do a factory reset and um, and it seems to have fixed everything. Uh, so awesome. my, my takeaway is you shouldn't go in and out of VR with your headset going to sleep over and over and over and over and over and over again for a month straight um, because it whatever it was doing, it just it just caused issues. Um, and then as soon as I did a factory reset, it it fixed it all but it also caused another two hours of troubleshooting as far as like just verifying going into this game making sure it runs good and, and you know what i mean like friction uh so yeah i know what you're talking about for sure yeah i would contend that any kind of computer system or or, or anything that has a cpu and a gpu in it uh in memory uh you should reboot it fairly regularly because it, it just needs that it needs it to clear the temporary memory and all the caches and and just to it'll run better overall if uh if you let it get some rest every now and then yeah well and then my thing was is wes i you know i had it um right now i've turned off the uh the ability for it to go to sleep over till it, like four hours because i'm an, an adult i can tell it when it needs to shut off <laughs> and when it doesn't because what was happening is is i would take it off for even a minute or i'd put it up on my forehead to do something while i'm streaming and that in that 15 seconds that it gives you even less, it would all of a sudden go to sleep. And then I would have to come back in and now the, the thing's all weird. And it was getting to the point where when I tried to hook my Oculus link, it just wasn't, wasn't doing it anymore. And uh, it would kick, keep kicking me out. So I just think that whatever I was doing, like you said, it, it just needs to be refreshed and definitely does. I, I don't know why you need that option to go to sleep after 15 seconds. That seems a little extreme to me. Yeah, I know. I know. I guess it's a battery saving measure because the battery life isn't the best 
as it is. But if you're hooked up on Link, uh, you'd think that they would adjust that, right? That they would let it uh, go just a little bit longer before they uh, shut it off. Yeah, or just don't let it break it, you know? Because, like, at the, I was almost to the point when I may still do it where I was going to put the tape over the sensor like you suggested. Uh, because I, when I stream, I'm not in there for eight hours straight. I might come out for, like, a minute or two here or there. You know, I got to get air. Um, so I don't know, man. It was, but I'm glad it's fixed, and I, I got to test this cord. Make sure I bought a separate cord just to make sure it wasn't the the cable. I'm still gonna swap out my do the old swapperoo with my my link cable because it'll be a freshie in a month, and uh, I'll just send check back. out Tarzan. Check out him out. Yeah, he's, he's whapping people. Yeah, dude, dude this, that's so fun. It is. It's definitely worth uh, checking out. Uh, hopefully, Jay will line up a hundred of these dudes in episode three and let me swing and. Uh, knock them out because they're jerks they want to party on my face yeah dude no one's partying on wes's face unless he gives you express permission so, <laughs> that doesn't sound right <laughs> anyway let's talk about these accessories a little bit roots and let's let's start at the beginning some of the more common stuff uh some of the stuff that gets used uh you know frequently in our uh community are gun stocks uh gun stocks uh actually one of my more coveted uh, accessories uh, this is actually something that i feel like i would use if i had one but uh this is something roots that's just uh, for what it is I, I don't think there's any question that it's overpriced isn't it yeah well and this is the thing i need one that's specifically made for pop one it's definitely overpriced but it depends on what you're you're you know, I guess how much you want to to have one. I've thought so many times, Wes, especially in Pop One. Um, I'm not this. I don't have a steady arm like for sniping. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have a virtual stock, gun stock like uh, contractors does. So I can put it up against my shoulder and it'll get steady. It's moving all over the place. Um, I'd love to have a gun stock, and I feel like I'm at a disadvantage whenever I go up against rendered reality because they do and they'll kill me, Wes. Yeah, rendered reality actually uses uh, uh, what I what I once thought of as the off-brand, but I guess they're pretty popular now. They use the Mamu Apto 2.0, which is uh, it's about a hundred and eighty dollars oh, for shit. that one. Holy crap! Yeah, uh, but I mean, when yeah, well, when you look at the um, the, uh, the the competitor who I looked at as being the uh, the you know the name brand protube uh protube uh, only costs um a hundred bucks so uh actually the the one that the rendered reality is using actually isn't the uh the cheaper option it's actually the uh the more expensive one yeah well i'm gonna go with the money if it's better more expensive it's got to be better no just kidding um, no, the thing, my thing is, is it's gotta be, it's gotta be something that I can use and switch around easily for population one. And I know that's gotta be shorter because I got to climb stuff. Like most of these gun stocks aren't designed for you to be just dropping it. Now I did see in one video, one guy I had, he had it like around, um, like a strap around his neck and he would just grab, he'd drop it and grab his controllers or whatever. But I feel like it, it would be difficult in some games to use these gun stocks that they're using like this one here um, in population one. How do I climb? How does that thing come apart? You know what I mean? 
Well, they use most of them use magnets. You can just pull your controllers right off of the thing. But I don't know what would happen to your uh, actual stock if you were using both hands. Uh, where does it go? I guess it's strapped to you in some way. Yeah, you'd have to let go. But even that, as I'm doing this, it's going to be swinging around and it's going to be awkward. You know, ideally, like um, Proper D has ones that I guess it it looks like it just has two pieces that are in his hand and then they clip together. It's really small. And maybe that would work. I don't know. But I definitely would, you know, I, I before this, I would have said, eh, before Pop 1. But now I, I kind of want to want to go pro, Wes. How do I go pro without a gun stock? Yeah, know. well, I get it. And I got to hand it to, to ProTube here because their, their stuff used to cost a lot more. You know, last time I was on here, I mean, these these things cost a lot more than what they do now. Uh, so to be able to get one for 100 bucks. I mean, that's not too bad, actually. And that's the mag tube, the one with mm. the, you know, the nice magnets and stuff in it. Does that make you uh, feel like getting one? Uh, it's still a little bit high, in my, in my opinion. But it's not as bad as it used to be. Okay. I'll say that. Well, what about now the friction? one, the, the one that I really, the, the, the friction, yeah, I mean, what what you're talking about here, everything that you just said, you know, that that's friction. That's for sure. The, the question is, does the uh, benefit outweigh the the cost and i feel like here it, it certainly would because uh we are at a disadvantage when we play these types of games uh be because you know the long-range weapons the ones that i prefer to use uh you can't really steady a name uh quite as well as someone who's using one of these stocks so uh yeah i, I think if i had one i would use it uh, but then again, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I play these games enough to warrant a hundred dollar purchase for one. Yeah, true. Well, it looks like there's a lot of parts to it, I guess. I guess it'd be the initial, um, even just getting it set up would be friction, I guess. In yeah, because itself. it, yeah. And it's not just the friction of, of putting the thing together, which is, uh, a crazy, uh, you know, amount of, uh, work in, in its own right. But uh, there's also the fact that the games themselves don't all just automatically work uh, when you go into them. I mean, you have to um, you, you have to calibrate, right? Each game has to be calibrated calibrated for your gun stock to get it to work. So that's even more friction, right? You have to go in and not only put this thing together, but you have to set the actual game up, each individual game, to use it. I guess that's pretty much like every um, periphery or every extra thing, right? Like the wheel, the like everything, you got to set it up different. And it, my thing is, is like even just putting this thing, I feel like that you're putting a desk together or something. That's a lot of parts. <laughs> now, I mean, granted, once you said like once it's done, it's good. But do you have to like change some of those things as well? I'm assuming you have to change some of those settings a little bit for certain games too, correct? Like maybe yeah, I got to imagine... Or... Well, I mean, uh, I think that the, it would probably, the, the actual physical form of it would stay pretty consistent uh, throughout. But depending on how much give and movement you have with, the, with the, uh, the, the handles and stuff over time, you may have to recalibrate in-game uh, as you start to drift off your original setting. I'm tired after watching this video of them putting it together let alone doing it myself uh but i guess i you know you only do it once it wouldn't be that big a deal 
Um, and it even has a little clip for your Allen wrench. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's extremely well-made product. Uh, and I certainly would hope to get to try one out one day. But what, Roots, when I'm dreaming of uh, of playing with a gun stock, this isn't the one that I'm dreaming of. What I'm dreaming of is the Force Tube from Pro Tube. Now, this thing, dude, is friggin' amazing because it has a module built into the butt of the thing, the part that you stick up to your shoulder, that gives you real recoil. It's not just a buzzy little, uh, you know, bit of haptics, but this thing really kicks into your shoulder, and it's coordinated with, with the game, right? It's, it's in time with it so that uh, it gives you another level of immersion. So something like this, I could certainly be down for. I've wanted to, to use one of these things uh, since the day that I learned that it was a real thing. And uh, this just looks amazing to me. Yeah, that guy's beard looks amazing to me. Why does mine have to be so wild, bro? It's taken a long time to get all controlled. But yeah, no, I am. Um, I agree. The force tube. Now, I'm torn on the force tube. And not, I mean, not because I'd, I wouldn't want it. Um, but I don't know that recoil is going to make it easier for me to shoot like you know what i mean that's like that's what makes it harder in real life is like the recoil right but i guess maybe if you want to get better in real life this would be a good way to do it and it definitely 100 percent would add immersion and this is one of that's those things Wes, where i wouldn't be like i've been opposed to different things of being friction i don't know how force tube would be any more friction than say pro tube you know what i mean i think it would actually be you know uh just as easy um and be cool well, the only friction it would really give you is what you just described. It might make uh, actually winning the game a little bit more difficult. Mm. But, uh, you know, most of these accessories uh, aren't designed to make it easier for you to win. It's designed to immerse you in the game more, which is kind of why we play VR. Uh, th this this just looks awesome to me. Uh, until Until I look at, start thinking about buying one. <laughs> because when you go and you look on the website here, Roots, uh, and again, this this is uh, uh, British pounds or euros or something. It's not American dollars. But uh, the 99 for the mag tube, 415 for the force tube. Wow. So uh, quite a bit of a cost difference here. Uh, expensive, expensive accessory. Wow. You know, I what I would be down for is... Um uh this force tube to uh send a couple to wes and me let us check it out and talk about it on the show that sounds good to me um yeah that's a, yeah. that's expensive dude 415 bro like that's one third of a, a yaw dude everything is in yaw currency to me um, <laughs> yeah, i've noticed that <laughs> it's uh you know I, I, there's so many things i could do with 400 dollars. i mean i i could make the argument that i i could stock up on more food and with 400 dollars. you know what i mean like but uh, I would love to have a force tube, though. I, I think if of all the um, the types that I would want, even though it may make me less accurate, uh, I think the immersion level would would make it that much better, right? So, yeah, dude. Uh, like uh, I got to imagine that even like um, if you had a force tube, uh, you would even want to use it on more things than just competitive matches, right? You'd you'd be playing. Uh, uh, any kind of uh, shooter that you could get to uh, calibrate with the thing you'd be playing with it. I, I would become a, uh, you know, the, the proverbial Call of Duty gamer overnight if I had one of these things. 
Yeah, I think I would end up playing Population One more if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> How is that possible? Right? I don't know, man. I I did take the last day and a half off. Uh, I might play a little bit tonight, but uh, yeah, I'm loving that game, bro. I got I got. I'm trying to break a thousand hours in the first month. I don't know. Like uh, like Zero Caliber, for example. There's a game that uh, if I had a, a tube, I'd probably live in a game like Zero Caliber. We need to go in there, dude, because I just picked it up on the sale on Me the too. Humble Bundle. So, And I've never played it. Uh, it was one of those games that I wanted to check out, but I was never willing to pay 25 bucks or whatever it was. And uh, so... I think we just nailed down the Monday show or the money show number seven roots. Hell yeah, dude. Sounds like uh sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Uh, but like yeah. Uh, so it. here, here we have with, with gun stocks, I think the consensus here is uh, that the friction, not too much, right? Even though it's a considerable amount of friction, uh, the benefit outweighs the cost here uh, in that realm. And uh, the the actual cost in money, that's a little bit more debatable. You know, we had uh, the force tube as awesome of it, as it is. That's too much of a cost monetarily. The pro tube, it's right on that line, right? And we even saw one uh, not that long ago, a generic one that looked pretty good for around 80 bucks. And then we have Overgees. Overgees made his own roots, and uh, he said it was a game changer for him. Wow, well, I need you to send me one overgees. Overgees approved and uh and I'll Michigan it up and, and I'll I'll own. I don't know. I'm not I'm not somebody that would be inclined to make my own. That takes That's some. the ultimate amount of friction, isn't it? Actually making one from scratch. Well, if you're good at stuff like that, you know, like I'm not. You know, I'm not the, the craftiest person at building stuff. So I I like to take other people's like people are like, Oh, you can just three D print that. Well, I don't have a three D printer. And I don't feel inclined to track one down. Um, so I'm not 3D printing shit, dude. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, yeah. All right. So so uh, I think uh, I think my whole thing with the, with the gun stocks uh, is I've kind of came into PCVR spoiled a little bit, Roots. Uh, because, I again, I started on PlayStation VR. And I started out with the AIM controller. And the AIM controller gives you... Uh, you know, most of the benefits of, of a gun stock and it's affordable and it has haptics and it just works and it's amazing. Uh, and I'm still dumbfounded why uh, a consumer friendly company like Facebook hasn't seen the light here and hasn't provided something similar to this uh, for their platform. Yeah, it would be nice, right? I guess I, this is tracked. I mean, everything about that the aim controller is amazing, right? I mean, of course. Yeah, it's... dude. I mean, I mean, it does it does drift when the battery gets low, or if your camera setup is uh, is suspect. And a lot of that has to do with the game as well, too, uh, because a game like Firewall certainly drifts more than a game like Farpoint does. Well, and uh, and, and then uh, Unearthing Mars drifts more than Firewalls does. So. Uh, it's on a game by game basis, but when when you're in Farpoint, uh, which is a game that was specifically designed for the aim controller, the aim controller was specifically designed for Farpoint. Uh, it works perfectly, and it's it's really awesome. Well, you got to figure the tracking limitations of the camera. If you were to bring something like that into PC, aren't going to exist, and they could probably have it be super 
super amazing, right? Like phenomenally tracked with that little ball on the end and your headsets, no matter where you go with your gun, it's always going to be within view, right? Um, so I think that they could yeah. really could make a really good uh, PC one. Um, I don't know uh, cost-wise what it would cost, you know? I don't know what the aim controller costs to make, but I would imagine, you know, they could they could do it for less than the, the um, ProTube, maybe. I don't know. And you and you when you think about all of the onward gamers and all of the contractors and all of these people who play competitive shooters in PC VR slash quest, I mean, I gotta think it would be a hit, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be really good. And uh, I think people would love it. Now Drillo says he doesn't understand how the gun stock works. Do you um when you need both hands free to use uh, two pistols for example how, you know what does it flop around that's the video i saw one guy he had it around the strap he dropped it grabbed his controllers but if you've watched proper d do population one whatever gun stock he's using it's literally to, it's attached to the two controllers and it's really small and when he grabs it it's um he's still able to have both hands individual so i would imagine if you use something like that it would solve that issue but yeah, you're gonna end up having that thing bouncing around when you drop it, or at least on so the. So uh, well, the one you're talking about doesn't have a butt stock on it, right? It just connects the two controllers. Yeah, and I don't know, saying that's that's what he was using and saying um as far as for climbing and stuff. But that would be the the thing is like that's what I need is that steadiness of it up against your shoulder. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. There's got to be some kind of an answer, but. Um, uh, maybe the virtual gun yeah. stock with the other two small ones. I don't know. Yeah, the, the that thing that that he's using uh, is actually like the starter thing from ProTube. It's like fifty bucks. Uh, there's no butt stock with it. It just literally connects hmm. the, the two controllers to one okay. another. Okay. So yeah, so maybe that would be you know if if I think they need to add a virtual gun stock just for the people that don't have gun stocks, and then if you maybe you com combine them between the that fifty dollar package. Uh, would you be down to that? Fifty dollars is a is an easy entry, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, aim controller doesn't have any butt stock. I mean, you you still have the friction of uh, setting it up and calibrating it and and all. And when it comes to the aim controller, there's literally zero friction other than you know tracking issues. Um, but uh, because it is a controller, right? It is the controller, no friction involved. But, uh, I mean, if you think that using the aim controller uh, is a good experience without a butt stock, I got to imagine using that smaller Pro Tube would probably be very similar to that. Well, you just convinced me I'm getting it. I don't know. Maybe I will. That sounds good. Uh, there's another gift idea for Roots. Yeah. Bring in the gifts for Roots. Uh, for me to get myself. Uh, right. Exactly. You know, I'll tell you what. What better day to get yourself a gift than wednesday night thursday morning right like black friday you might as well that a lot of people put on i know you're one of these people Wes, because you're actually smart this way put off all those things you need to get until uh it's on sale and then uh i guess that's how you have all your stuff right yeah well, we've got dealing. most of it we, we got most of it this um these last few weeks because the you know with the the covid and uh People not going in stores, they've kind of spread the sales out a little bit, uh, which is kind of cool. So we've got most of our shopping done. Nice. Still have a couple of big things that I'm looking for this week. Uh, and I fully expect to uh, have them by this time next week. Awesome. Cool. Sounds good, man. 
Uh, but but let's move on to the next thing here. I think gun stocks, the, the consensus is it would be cool to have, uh, worth the cost in friction, maybe not so much with money, depending on which one you get. Uh, but I think we're giving the gun stocks a thumbs up here. Um, and that brings us to the HOTUS. This is something, Roots, that I really never had an interest in uh, until recently with the release of Star Wars screens. I really could care less if I had a HOTUS. But uh, you you bought one, and uh, you really enjoyed it there for a little while. Yeah, no, I need to get back into it and start playing some flying games, and then I'll enjoy it again. I joke that it's too much friction, but I'm um, looking at these ones. I was looking at these videos, okay, because this is what I keep hearing from Jim Hall, and I keep hearing from Overgees about my entry level level HOTUS, which it works really well, but man, these things are intricate, dude. I don't know. There's so many dials and buttons and switches on these high-end ones. Um, and they say, and Overgees says, I guess the one he has, uh, I don't know what, some fancy thing. Do you know how Overgees is fancy? Um, it's, uh, it's like, he says like using a, a legit um, one that you would use in a, uh, in a fighter pilot thing, because he's, I guess, been in one. And I, I, that sounds really cool to me, and it sounds expensive as fuck. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, again here, I don't think that there's a whole lot of friction involved with these, right? These are literally controllers. I imagine most of them are just plug and play, aren't they? Yeah, for the most part. But I mean, you have some friction where, uh, you know, sometimes I've had to remap a couple of buttons on certain games. Um, I would imagine the longer the game that comes out, you know, and there's certain things that I don't know what most of this stuff does. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, um, there is no friction. But like overload, when I did overload, there was a point where, for whatever reason, I couldn't get it to go, was it backwards or forwards? I had to remap a button just to go backwards. Um, everything else was perfect, but there was some weirdness with the slider thing. It just didn't want to register to go forward and go back. And so I always oh, go forward. I could go backwards and I could go, if I put it... In the middle, it would go slow, and if I pulled back, it would stop, and then I had to do something to go forward. But other than that, that's the only friction I've get, gotten in. It's kind of the what I would equate the same friction you were saying about um, your uh, G2, and you thought it was going to be difficult, and then you just switched a button, and it was not that as bad as you thought. Um, it's kind of like that. You just switch a, a, a key binding, and then everything's good. So that's the one yeah, well, over yeah. G's has, the Warthog. He says it's the yeah. beast. Oh, it looks like a beast. Uh, another thing here with these uh, hotuses and uh, or hota, I don't know what the uh, the proper plural pronunciation is. <laughs> uh, but the uh, one thing with these sticks, uh, other than the fact that I don't play very many of these kind of games, I really question how much more can they immerse you. Really, I mean, it's not like uh, uh, like a like a wheel and pedals, which we'll get to, uh, where, where you've got all this different stuff going on. This is literally just you being able to do this. How much really roots does this increase your immersion in these kinds of uh, flying games? It does for me, especially if your hand is doing that in the game. You know what I mean? Match everything matching up. When you're using your um, controllers and you're you're using your thumbstick and your hand is moving stuff around that should be immersion breaking for some people it isn't but you know everybody says everything else is immersion breaking but then they selectively don't look at this or that 
Um, but for me, it's weird, dude, because I, I would have told you exactly what you just said. How much like it's just this, dude, you know what I mean? But it got me to the point where I wanted to try every game. Um, and it was just um, it's just for me, it was uh, it was so game changing that I haven't been back for months. But I blame Population 1, Quest 2, and, and uh, the heat of the summer. But I definitely, um, it made my enjoyment of flying games uh, 10 times better. And I know Overgees would uh, agree. Of course, he's a flying fanatic. So, uh, but, yeah. yeah. You know who else loves uh, doing this, Roots? <laughs> my mom! Oh, man. She's got busy hands. I'll tell you what, Andrew uh, Kuro says he only paid 40 for his thr thr Throttle Master T-Flight HOTUS 4. So he's happy with it. I played paid double for the exact same HOTUS as you have, and I'm also happy with it at $80. Uh, I don't think they're that expensive. Now, if you're going to go the Warthog, I mean, you're talking, because I know Jim Hall went down this road, and that's how Jim Hall rolls. He wants the best of the best. Um, he started looking at that Warthog and stuff, and you're now you're talking... Um, price same prices as you were about that force tube like four or five hundred bucks bro and uh, that's a lot of money for a throttle and a um pedals you know to me anyway oh and the yeah joystick. uh i'm kind of down with, with forty dollars forty dollars is, is cool uh you know i've spent more than that on dual shock so uh, i'm okay with that it's when you start getting up to around 80 90 100 bucks and the fact that I literally, there are two of these games, maybe three of them that I would play, and uh, that's it. Uh, that seems a bit much to spend. Uh, Friction-wise, though, I, I really don't think that there's anything that would make me averse to uh, checking out a HOTUS. I just don't think it's my scene. Uh, it's not my type of game. Uh, I want to I want to play Squadrons because I'm a Star Wars fan, and I want to play uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's just so beautiful. But other than that, uh, I really wouldn't have a use for one of these. Now, I will tell you this, Wes. As much as you're just saying you want to play uh, Microsoft Sim, Flight Sim, that game benefited from having the HOTUS. And I'll tell you why. Because the controls are all fucking crazy, dude. Like, there's just a lot of shit going on. And even just getting it to get it to be level... Um, I found once I had the HOTUS, it was like everything was right there and it was made sense and it was going to make it that much better and, um, of an experience for that. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's people that play it with the keyboard and I don't get that either. Uh, so well, you kind of have to right now, right? You got to play with the keyboard and edit your registry <laughs> and, and all, all yeah. of a sudden you're good to go, bro. Yeah, and then hopefully your, your computer doesn't catch on fire. I don't. I try to. I, I try to listen to people when they say don't fuck with your registry. Now, granted, I know that it's like specific and it's do this, do this. Shouldn't mess up your computer, but it could. You know, the reality is it could, and uh, and I guarantee wherever they tell you to do that, they warn you of that. I almost would be shocked if they didn't warn you. Oh, so. they do for sure. They do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just I, uh, anyway. I, I stay away. No, yeah, go ahead. Me, me too. I think we'll wait for a little bit better integration with the uh, VR support. Something tells me we're going to be waiting a while, Roots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, Overgees did say uh, he's had the cheap ones and he has the Warthog now, and he totally is a big difference, better for him. And uh, you know, it, it just depends on how much time you spend in uh, in there, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And that was really my, my verdict here when it comes to, uh, the flight sticks, um, you know, not much cost in terms of friction, not much cost in terms of money. Uh, so if this is your sort of thing, uh, I have no problem with, uh, anybody picking one of these up. It's just not my thing. Yeah. I hear you. And that brings us to wheels and pedals roots. And, uh, this is something that really wasn't my thing either until I got more into VR. And the more I think about it, the more I would really enjoy having one of these. You know, I don't have a bunch of driving games uh, that I, I really want to play, but compared to flight games, uh, there's probably three or four times as many of them. And uh, I feel like, unlike the little stick action, I feel like these big wheel and pedal setups with the force feedback would really help a lot mm. to immerse you in these kinds of racing games. So uh, I, I'm really kind of interested in these. And as time goes on, my interest is only growing. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, those those expensive uh, HOTUSes have um, feedback as well. Mine doesn't, of course. But, uh, you know, there's a difference here. And there's, you know, a lot of people don't know this. And I went down this road down shortly. Um, I probably will go down the road again once I find the correct one to get. Um, and it may be the one that they show at the end, but it's so expensive. I don't know if I could do it, Wes. But my thing was, is you got the, you got the, um, the belt driven, you've got the gear driven and you have the direct, right. And, uh, each one of them has a different feel. And, um, I had the belt, I believe, I think the gear is the worst one. The, 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 the two entry level ones for me, they just shake, dude. Like that's, that's their, their, their letting you know, you're going over bumps is the steering wheel shaking. And I, I don't, it, for me, it's immersion breaking because I, I've never had to do this in real life. When I'm driving, it's smooth. I make my turns. It's like a direct steering wheel. And that's why it's so expensive. Um, it doesn't, it's just immersion breaking. And then talk about the friction. I, I had so much friction. And, I, you know, I, that's where I, my problem is. I need to find the right wheel to go back into it because the one I had, the Logitech shit, was so finicky and such a nightmare to try to find things to make it work um that i just I, I took it back within a few days because it was just too much work for me and uh and i hated it wes i wanted to smash it and i needed to get my money back quick so yeah i, I they they had that one on sale on the amazon not that long ago for about 220 bucks and i took a long hard look at, at it because it has an extended return window right now i could keep it for a month six weeks and try it out and then get my money back if I don't like it. Uh, but then I remember my good friend Roots here and everything he said about it. And I remember it took you days to find even a driver for this thing. Yeah. And that was the issue too, is like what I, it was very weird. It was like, it was like half baked and here you go. And now the people swear by it if they get it all working. But I think the Thrustmaster, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and that that's the, I believe that the top end one that's at the end of this video, um, I think. I don't know. I know the Thrustmaster has better drivers. They seem to be the ones to go with. And when I look at the community and they're talking about wheels and they recommend, that's what people recommend. Um, but uh, I could be wrong. What do you think about the cost of these? Uh, they, they all seem a little bit, I mean, you can get cheap ones, but the cheap ones are garbage. I mean, read the reviews on it. To get a good one, you're out at least $200. Uh, I think maybe the, the uh, 
the the first good Thrustmaster might be a little under two hundred dollars. Um, but I mean, the, to get a really good one, you're talking three, four hundred dollars. And uh, again, we're talking about a limited use case here. It's not a something you're going to be able to use in every game, but only just a few games. And to be honest, with the games I want to play, there's probably only about five of them. So uh, I think the cost here for someone like me, uh, monetar monetarily, uh, it's way more than any kind of benefit I would get from it. Wow, so you wouldn't go the direct direct drive one? As That's uh, like over $1,000, whatever it is, because they use a literal actual motor that's like you can buy cars for a thousand dollars roots well and that's the thing you start to go up this enthusiast path right you start to spend real money and um and they like this thing's so powerful wes that it warns you that it could break your arm if like it were to do something weird and and you were holding on to it it'll turn so fast and so hard it'll snap your arm dude um it's got that much power in it but what the difference is, is it's like a real steering wheel. When you steer, it's, I mean, it just, it's, it feels like a real steering wheel, but it's expensive as fuck. It's like over a thousand bucks. And like you said, I, at that point, I'm going to nope out because this isn't my deal. Now, Drillo says you can adjust the um, haptic strength and the options. And that, I guess that's the uh, more friction, dude. Like, let me ask you this, Drillo. Was Roots able to get it working in said game? To adjust the the haptics because he may have not been able to get it working in that game whatever game it is that was my biggest gripe with that wheel is it, it just seemed very difficult to get things to work and maybe it's just me uh i mean Jarillo seemed that you got vorpex skills bro i don't have vorpex skills i need to get both of those skills so well friction is friction even if you know what you're doing it's still a little bit of a pain in the ass right to have to do anything i want when i'm talking about controller peripherals I want to plug them in and have them work. I kind of understand being able to install a driver, and then uh, uh, that that should be it, though. I shouldn't have to tweak it. I shouldn't have to uh, constantly be going into settings to get it just right. It should just work. Yeah, I agree, especially for something you spent that kind of money. And um, and maybe it does. Maybe it's maybe I'm having more difficult. Uh, but like I I couldn't even find that driver for days. It it was hard to find it, and then I was able to get it to actually register as the wheel, but even that had some weirdness to it. So, uh, uh, so at the end of the day here, uh, I think that uh, for guys like you and myself, that the friction uh, cost outweighs the benefit, and the price cost also outweighs the benefit. But with that said, my interest in these are are growing. And I do think that I'm going to end up with one of these roots. I don't think that it'll probably be a brand new one. I think I will probably find the, the same Logitech one that you had uh, used on Facebook or on Craigslist or something. And I'll end up picking it up at some point uh, for uh, an amount of money that's a little closer to my price range. You're not going to get this Fanatic one? This is the one I was talking about that's got the direct drive. And it looks pretty fancy to me, Wes. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I've considered it more since I got that G2 because uh, it's another level of realism, right? So uh, things like this tend to take on more value when your other equipment is on that level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, I, I you know, I, I there is part of me wants to have a wheel, a part of me that feels a little jealous when I hear Radio Runt talking about playing uh, Dash Dash or Touring Carts or whatever with the wheel. Dude. Um, 
I just want to play dirt rally with a wheel. Yeah. Like I've literally, I've got dirt rally and I've put it off playing it all this time because I want to play it with a wheel. I still haven't played the game uh, mm. because I want to do it with a wheel, but I think I'm going to have to just break down and, in the breaking controller out and play it because uh, I think it is probably still a very immersive game, uh, even with uh, controller gameplay. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, from here, uh, we're starting now to get outside the realm of common accessories and peripherals and make our way to the edges, to the borders, uh, to the outside of the less common things. But some people do use Vibe Tracker's roots. And, uh, you know, it never ceases to amaze me the number of applications that there are out there uh, for what is basically just a point tracker. You place it on something, you tell the program what this point is, and it tracks it through space for you accurately. Yeah, I didn't think anything of, it, of this until recently when I, I started playing uh, some VR chat among us. And um, and this is VR chat. I'm assuming that's what this is. But look at look at the moves you can do, bro. Like, can you imagine if you were the person getting to do those moves? Everyone else is is just kind of like stick figures, and then you get to like do legit dances. You could do the MC Hammer. You could do whatever you want, bro. And uh, you'd be impressing everybody. And people get dirty yeah. in there for some reason. West VR chat gets pretty dirty. If you haven't found that out, I think these trackers can help. Uh, I, I think that. Uh that is probably 90% of the use case for this particular accessory is social applications in VR like VR chat. Yeah. Well, my question is, is how would, as an Oculus, I'm not a fanboy, but people would say I am. I've only had Oculus headsets. As an Oculus uh, aficionado, um, how do I get in this tracking thing with the, the Vive trackers? Because they don't exist. I can't. They don't have the base stations. You know what I mean? I think, uh, and this is just pure speculation uh, on my part. I think we are going to get this kind of tracking. I don't think it's going to be uh, through the use of these types of sensors, but uh, I think that it's a very strong possibility that the next uh, PlayStation VR platform is going to use that new HD camera to provide uh, this type of body tracking. So. Well, that's true. And, you know, what will be cool is, um, like, how if they have, like, a little sensor, like, just a sticker or something, a magnet, or just something you just place wherever you want it, that'd be pretty cool, right? I mean, your headset could track it. You could do a karate kick like that. It'd be cool. Uh, if it used a different type of tracking, like, there are different types of inside-out tracking. One of them is, like, an electromagnetic type of uh, tracking that uh, the Pico Neo, for example, uses. And it's supposedly very accurate, and it can track mm. everywhere, even even behind your back. Your headset doesn't have to see it like the Oculus inside-out tracking. So I could see this type of uh, accessory becoming uh, useful in a, uh, a future headset, maybe from Oculus, that doesn't use visual tracking, but rather uses the electromagnetic tracking. Yeah, yeah, or even they maybe they just make that hand tracking so good that it tracks your whole body and then you don't even have to worry. And then they got their whole body in there. That'd be cool. Well, they would have to sell an accessory, like a, a camera, like an external camera, I think to do that. I don't think you'd be able to do that 
uh, well enough from on the headset. your head looking down at, at your body. Yeah, true. That'd be cool though. Uh, but roots. Uh, right now we're talking about vibe trackers specifically, and uh, you talk about friction. I always see these guys with this shit taped all over their body, and just think, man, these guys are dedicated to some VR chat, aren't they? Yeah, I don't see it. I mean, as a streamer, I could see maybe you know you want to make good content or whatever. But for the average person, I'm not gonna strap all this shit on there just to to go into VR chat and be a very elaborate version of uh rick sanchez you know i it just it doesn't um doesn't appeal to me i guess some people really they they want to be that person west they want to have be that person's the star of the show right you're in this room and you're the one person that is running around and fucking kicking and karate kicking shit you know people are like oh my god that's cool you know um i just uh, it seems like a lot of work for me and money i, I guarantee you i guarantee you it would uh it would tr attract a lot of females to you in the VR chat uh, for for no other reason than the fact that these things cost a hundred dollars a piece. Oh, Jesus. And anybody anybody that you see that has every joint of their body tracked mm -hmm. by one of these vibe trackers, you know that this motherfucker's got some coin in his pocket. So I got to imagine that the females are quite attracted to these uh, vibe tracker dudes in VR chat. Yeah, or if it's a chick, I'm now now I'm attracted. You just attracted roots, gold digging roots. <laughs> so what do you think about the price of them, dude? They're like a hundred bucks a piece. I think it's ridiculous. I don't see what makes them a hundred dollars a piece. You know, like uh, at some point, that's not even a controller, bro. You know what I mean? You, know you don't, you don't you need any. Makes... Yeah. Well, you how much does it how... cost? That what? The the it's from HTC. Oh. That's exactly what. That's true. Well, because I'm saying, okay, so it's the exactly the same as the controller, except it doesn't have any of the controller shit in there. It just has the basics that senses it. it should be a quarter of the cost of a controller, half maybe. You know, yeah. then people would buy them, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks. I'd buy a handful of them if I had HTC. Why not? They should come in a, in a five pack for like $125. Yeah, dude. Now you're talking. Let's do it. No, wait. We don't own HTC. Well, it is. It's HTC. So hopefully another company does something like this. I think it is cool. I think it'd be a lot cooler if they just had it, like you said, a, a box or something you could stick across the room and it's the VR chat box and it just maps your body and you can use it for Just Dance as well or whatever. I don't know. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So I think the applications are limited. The cost is great. The friction cost is great. Uh, I think uh, thumbs down on this one, right? Yeah, it'd be a big thumbs down for me. No, wait. I forgot Tornuffalo. I could now jump the scraps of metal, <laughs> dude. I'm good. I, you know, maybe yeah. I'm rethinking this. Yeah, and then, you know, Tornuffalo being on Viport like that, I mean, it might work. Think about this, Wes. If, if to be able to take advantage of Tornuffalo, you need to have invested an extra $200 in your setup. And, uh, and then you get the torn off low dream game. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we act like we didn't like it, but, uh, you know, it wasn't meant for us, right? That's right. Yeah. I don't have trackers. I don't have a, a Vive headset. So There you go. Uh, so from there, we get to the realm of the uh the speculative the the futuristic the stuff that's coming the, the stuff that's being realized in laboratories all around the country today roots the things that we want 
the things that are going to bring the Ready Player One experience to all of our homes in 10 years. Uh, the things like the VR gloves, Roots, we've seen a lot of this in 2020, right? Seems like every other month, uh, VR Oasis or Nathy or Sebastian or somebody's got a pair of these damn gloves on. And uh, I think that the, uh, the vision of what they're trying to pull off here is cool. I think that it's something that I would like to experience in VR, uh, being able to actually feel uh, the things that I pick up in VR and the things I interact with my hand, interact with with my hands. Uh, but I don't know that things like this monstrosity that we're looking at, I'm not so sure that this is the answer. No, it's not there. This isn't. This particular hand thing is not there yet. You know, I equate it with going back 20 years or 15 years or 10 or whenever it was and the, the, the old school VR headsets that were like this big and you know what I mean? And you could kind of get VR, but it was like, no one's going to wear that in real life, bro. That's where we're at. We're at the, uh, the enthusiasts, the, 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 the YouTubers and the people that make content are enjoying checking these things out and people are enjoying watching them. But the practicality of it is zero, in my opinion, anyway. So these are the Dexmo gloves, right? Yeah, Dexmo. Yep. We'll see if I can get a price on these things uh, because I'm quite sure they're not uh, very cheap. But they do seem to be effective, right? But the thing is with this sort of stuff, um, you know, it always costs so much. And they use that HTC excuse that uh, it's not for you, bro. This is for uh, this is for enterprise, mm -hmm. right? Because there, there's so many places out there that are trying to train people in VR that need that need these gloves when they know damn well that uh, that the only people that are going to actually buy these things are the uh, friggin' multi-millionaire VR enthusiasts. Yeah, I mean, if you got tons of money, why not? Because something cool to check out. I can't imagine strapping them on every time I wanted to play because. Let's be real. What, you know, I mean, it's just like everything else. What applications can I use these on? You know, I'm just going to strap them on and use it for everything. Maybe a couple things, a couple games. So it means you're going to be taking them off, putting them back on. And, uh, you know, I think grabbing stuff is going to get old. You know, if you incorporate it in something that is used in every day, every game type of thing, like it will be down the road. Uh, but that's the thing is these when you see stuff like this, it's it's not for us. It's not even for enterprise. It's it's to show that you can do it and then make a smaller, ver more applicable version of it. Right. Um, and so I, f I feel like we're a few years away from seeing anything. I mean, ultimately, what you need is you need a pair of biker gloves or something thin type of gloves that you could put on. Sensors are in it. Doesn't even feel like you've got anything on. That's when you'll see this type of shit going on um, mainstream, in, in my opinion. Well, Dexmo gloves cost $1,200, uh, the, the wired version. Oh. Uh, you can get them wirelessly uh, for $1,500. Oh, wow. That's, in yaw dollars, that's exactly the, the yaw. I could get the yaw and I could be happy. But, but I submit this to you, Roots. Imagine having on gloves that allow you to feel things in VR. Now imagine... Uh, support from VR Paradise. Ooh, well, yeah. Now, uh, the the thing is, is I I I want the special sleeve. 
that comes with. I just sold like like ten pairs of these gloves. Yeah, yeah the glove. Well, you know, you need the extra special sleeve for uh, for. Uh, <laughs> I just, I you know, there's a lot of applications where I think that would be. You know, but and see even this, like if you could grab stuff and it could you could feel heat or you could feel like touch, all you're gonna feel is the pre the the force feedback, right? I would imagine that's right. the only thing you're gonna. Oh, really actually, feel. Uh, I'm not sure about the Dexmo gloves in particular, but there's a bunch of different types of these gloves. I know Oculus uh, just bought out a company that that's working on these types of things, and uh, they have multiple sensations in their technology, not only force feedback, but uh, also different types of sensations mm. uh, that, that uh, come across to your hands in their prototype. Ah, cool. Well, you know, down the road, man, who knows what the hell things are going to be. But, you know, I mean, obviously anything that's going to make us feel more immersed is good. Um, but you then know, you have something like uh, like the, the VR free gloves. And uh, those seem a little bit more... Um, I don't know. They they seem a little bit more plausible to me. They, of course, they can't do what the Dexmo gloves do, uh, but what they can do is be comfortable, easy to use. I mean, you talk about friction. Dexmo's got some friction that comes with it. These gloves, not so much. You just put them on. They're light. That they, they work like gloves. And what they do is they provide a hundred percent accurate hand tracking. Uh, not the kind like Quest gives you where you have to be staring at your hands to get subpar hand tracking. Uh, these give you absolute perfect hand tracking in VR, finger tracking. And uh, as you can see from the video here, uh, it really transforms an experience like Half-Life Alex and allows you to be immersed even more so into the game. Oh, wow. And so you still use your controller as well, correct? I would imagine. No, no, no. It's all the controls, as you'll see here, are gesture based. Oh wow! No, he doesn't. No, he isn't using smooth locomotion. He does have to teleport, but uh, he turns with his body, teleports by a gesture, and uh, uses his hands in the game. Oh God! Well, yeah, this would be next level immersion wise, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, and we could crush cans, bro. We could pretend we have index controllers without the index controller jank. Yeah, there you go. Man. We could rub it in their face, right? Yeah, so this is made for Oculus Quest, bro. So we can do this to you, too. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. It, it looks good, man. I, I, um, I, I could see myself owning these over the other ones. How much are these? I am looking that up as we speak. I've got it here, but it's not in American currency. It's in CHF, whatever that is. Uh, they cost 650 CHF. Mm, it doesn't sound cheap. So, uh, Drillo says, and this is 100% would be my concern, Drillo, and this is why I said that uh, hand tracking is kind of a gimmick right now. Um, you know, it would feel weird to, to not hold anything, but I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't. You know, I, you know, I don't know how you're shooting. I mean, are you pulling your finger for shooting, I guess? Um, I guess it would feel as weird as you make it feel. Maybe you would get used to it and it would just feel that much more immersive without a controller in your hand. I don't know. Uh, 700 bucks for these gloves, Roots. Oh, wow. Oh, you just took my excitement and threw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it would be cool for 100 bucks, right? But for seven. Uh, definitely not providing enough 
benefit in my opinion to justify that kind of cost no dude for 300 dollars more i can flip people off in vr i can have perfect tracking a wider field of view and superior audio uh why would i not just get the index um there you go and here's the thing uh i don't know how many of us were really asking for uh gloves in vr in the first place right i feel like controllers are one of the things that we've we've pretty much got right at this point i mean it's one of the things that vr does well we have the best controllers and um whether you're talking about index controllers or touch controllers uh i mean maybe not so much move controllers but uh we've pretty much uh we're winning here right we we don't really need gloves and, and it really cracks me up roots because uh like I said, there's a different type of glove every other day. And you would think people were really just, you know, foaming at the mouth uh, to get this functionality. But Roots, I saw a product recently that literally its whole function is to let you be able to hold balls in VR. And it's this technology from Microsoft. Oh, uh, let me think here. What was it called? Uh, let me Let me bring it up here. Uh, I was talking to you about it on the Discord. Sensor YX? Or no? It's the, no, 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 those are the ones we're looking at, it's the Sensory X. Um, and people know what I'm talking about, the, the ball things. Oh, it's the haptic pivot from Microsoft. This, who the hell would put this thing on just so specifically you'd be able to feel balls in your hand. Well, you know who else likes to feel balls in their hand? My mom! Yeah. That's how it goes, man. <laughs> I set them up, you knock them down, right? I don't know, man. I don't, I, it feels weird, dude. Like, why would, it, I agree. And, and it's funny because, um, you know, your title for this in the in the Discord was, this is getting ridiculous. And I, and I was like, oh, I got to see this one. And I'm like, yeah, what the hell, dude? Like, at some point, maybe I guess if you're playing Spark or, or or some kind of a game where you're throwing the ball a lot and it makes you feel, I don't know it would just feel weird right yeah absolutely and uh, VR Spry guy says wait Wes said VR has the best controllers he has a PS5 controller I was talking about as a platform in general yes the DualSense controller is by far the most advanced controller I've ever used uh, but that's just one controller on one console. When you talk about consoles and you talk about flat gaming controllers versus VR controllers, I think we have good controllers that we don't really need gloves. That was my uh, my point there. Well, but and, uh, and your point is uh, is still valid. Like you know, the controllers are still needed. Like even if they're in innovating the controllers, we still need the controller. You need to like Drillo's got a point, and I said this before about the finger tracking of Quest. You need to be holding something, otherwise it it would be weird. I, you know, I I guess maybe we're pretending. You know, shoot shooties. You know, um, it, it would just be weird. So we've got these things here that we're looking at, right? And and we're kind of making fun of them because of the limited scope of what they can actually do. Uh, but if you think about it, it was kind of the same thing with the HOTUS. It was kind of the same thing with the wheel. Uh, couldn't we see a whole genre of games that pop up that re rely completely on grabbing things in VR 
And uh, wouldn't these increase immerse, immersion in a similar way to those other peripherals? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe there's some form of uh, a mix between, you know. I mean, just it would be like Jerome said, it would be interesting to to do for something like Spark or or whatever, you know, especially if it's something you grab something and you throw it and it just disappears out of your hand. Um, I don't know about the picking apple game, but maybe that would be. What something. about the uh, what about like a Neko Arena? How do you think this would improve a game like that? Well, Cyan would have to. I think it would. I mean, if you could make it feel like you were holding a disc rather than a ball, um, absolutely. You know, like I, I play frisbee golf, and you know, you oh, hold the ball a disc has buttons on it. Roots. The ball, the ball has, has buttons. Oh, okay. That's kind of trigger weird. on it. Yeah. So I wonder what you would do with that trigger. Uh, that's kind of weird, huh? Different. No. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly different. I mean, somebody must see some value in it. I just thought that this was absolutely the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Well, what's the cost uh, on it? Let's before we get out of hand and saying it's stupid. I mean, uh, it's only this. Like... Is, this is experimental tech. Oh. This is not a consumer product yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say yeah, yeah. If it was fifty bucks, I would still say it's overpriced because my my amount of things I can do with it um, this is just very virtual limited. balls. It's, I can see it now. Virtual balls. Yeah, dude. I I just still I'm stuck on picking apples, man. I think that's amazing. Apple picker VR coming yeah, to uh, VR arcade near you. I'm coming to Viveport Infinity. <laughs> Except for it'll be like something weird, some other knockoff yeah. name be a knockoff apple picker like uh pear picker <laughs> yeah uh anyway i just wanted to throw this in here because it's uh stupid and i can't believe they're spending you know thousands maybe millions of dollars of research money to develop some dumb shit like this uh, i just wanted to use it as an example of uh you know people taking the vr peripheral uh research a little too far I mean, I want the Ready Player One experience as much as the next guy, but at some point, controllers are good. You know what I mean? We can uh, we can immerse ourselves. I mean, if if we get the perfect gloves, okay, I'm down with the gloves. But uh, we we don't need we don't need uh, virtual balls. Well, virtual ball. I didn't see that in Ready Player One. You know what I mean? He just had the gloves on. I would imagine at some point we're going to get the technology is going to be able to be fit into those gloves to where, you know, it's just going to give you senses of everything. And you're going to feel like you're holding something, even though you're not. That's when we get to that level of Ready Player One. Um, I don't, not the ball, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, the ball's not in my future. Not no. these balls, anyway. Uh <laughs> And then that brings us on to something that's been in the news quite a bit lately, and that is haptic suits. Now, this is something I've done a complete 180 on Roots because we've had stuff in the past like Subpack and other uh, similar vests that you wear that pretty much just rumble, right? You know, you get hit in VR, your whole thing rumbles. It's like a, like a rumble feature in a controller, only you're wearing it. I always felt that, like that was uh, a little too uh, simplistic uh, functionally, uh, and, and they've always been fairly pricey, right? You have to pay a lot just to get that rumble on your chest, and I never really have felt like it was worth it until I saw the tax suit from B Haptics, which is something that uh, is relatively new to me, and this thing 
this thing is awesome and it's not just the vest that they have uh things that you can wear all over your body and what it provides is localized uh haptic feedback so for example if you get shot in the leg or in the back or in the stomach you will feel uh, a tactile sensation there uh they, they use the example of half-life alex and putting things in your backpack you can feel it when you throw things into mm. your backpack on half-life alex um when your energy's low and your heart's beating in your ears, you can feel your heart beating in your chest. Uh, this actually seems like something that would greatly, greatly increase immersion. Mm. And uh, relatively speaking, uh, it's not all that expensive. I think they're getting ready to go into Kickstarter with a couple of new models starting at $300. Uh, really not all that bad considering what you're getting here. Yeah. Now and then, uh, my only concern is the friction, but I'll tell you what, I was just thinking, can you imagine this uh, this suit and you're playing uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners and a zombie grabs you from behind and you yeah. feel it on your shoulder and uh, you're already creeped out, dude. I, I guarantee it would add immersion in that, that respect. Um, you know, I'm kind of warming up a little bit to this. I mean, my thing is, like I said, it's it's the friction. It's it's having to put the, the, the vest on and and hook it all up and whatever. Um, but, but if it's not that hard, I mean, I, I could see it being beneficial. So, Well, my, my answer to that would be um, that you don't have to always have the, the, the haptic suit on, right? This is a, something that you can pull out when you feel like it. And I mean, it's not going to keep you out of VR because if you, if the friction of putting on the haptic suit is, uh, you know, if you just don't feel like it, then you can just play VR without the haptic suit. And then tomorrow when you feel a little bit more like fucking with it, you put the haptic suit out and go in the VR chat and people touch you and hug you and mm. you can actually feel it uh, as they touch you. I mean, that's that's another level of immersion in social applications, isn't it? Yeah. When people are actually able to touch you on your body in VR, think of the applications there. Especially 2020 when, um, you know, like being around people is becoming a little bit more difficult okay just imagine this scenario Wes it's New Year's Eve you know you're in VR chat the ball drops everybody's a little drunk everyone's a little <laughs> drunk getting a little feely and uh and you get to experience physical interaction with everybody else everybody else gets to see and hear people you get to actually feel like you you did hug somebody at New Year's you know and I and I say that you know jokingly in a sense but there's a lot of lonely people out there Wes that they they've probably haven't been hugged, especially now for over a year. You especially know, especially I mean? people in VR chat, right? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely lonely for sure. Um, but uh, but no, I, I think I could I could see definite definite um you know aspects of where it would be cool to have this. I mean, I'm not a type of person that would uh, um buy buy it through Kickstarter. I let somebody else take that risk with that kind of money. But uh, when it comes out. And if it's somewhere around that price, yeah, I could see myself picking it up. Sure. Well, well, here's the thing with this company. Uh, the, this isn't their first product that they brought to market. They they have a uh, they have a good track record uh, of uh, of their customer relations and being uh, reliable. So I wouldn't feel the least bit concerned about backing these uh, this company in a Kickstarter. And this is me sitting here. You know, waiting on my VR ears that are a year late that I backed on Kickstarter. 
Uh, what do you think about the price in general? They're 300 bucks. Now that, that is the basic version. There are less, uh, there are less, um, areas. So instead of having it refined to each little tiny spot on the vest, you'll have bigger areas. Like there might be six on the front. 16, I think instead of 40, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. What's the 40 cost? I mean, a 300 bucks isn't that bad. For what it does, for what you, you know, I mean, look how many, how many games they've already showcased to where it would actually be beneficial. Um, I, 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 I see myself spending the extra money for the extra sensors rather than going to the, uh, the cheaper one, just because, I mean, if I'm going to immerse myself, why not immerse myself completely? What is this game, dude? Like, I don't remember this game, but it looks pretty cool. looks different. Yeah, the uh, the old one was five hundred dollars, which still, considering what it is, is uh, it's not that crazy. Well, this is a perfect gift for roots, you know, for all those rich people out there that were just itching to give me a, a haptic suit. I want yeah, the expensive yeah, five, one. Yeah, five hundred bucks, five hundred bucks for tax suit forty, and uh, three hundred bucks for tax suit uh, sixteen. That's not too so bad. I, I think I don't think either of them are overpriced. Considering uh, for what you're getting here, and the the support—that's the important thing. Mm. Games are supporting this, yeah. So uh, you don't have to worry about just having like two games that it works on. I think I would feel better about it, Wes, is if um if they like sent us a couple to try out and to talk about on the show, and that would make me feel a lot better about it. But it looks like it's uh, really good. So yeah, this is one of those things that I absolutely. Uh, would accept if I were to ever get that kind of an offer because uh, I'm intrigued here. And generally, most of this shit I would just pass on, but uh, because it's expensive and easy to break, and uh, and I'm not, I don't really care about balls in my hand anyway. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, this this thing looks cool, and I really would enjoy uh, trying it out. Yeah, me too. Well, what about the next thing that we're going to talk about that you said uh, specifically did not look like it was fun? And I agree. It doesn't look like it's fun. It looks like it'd be more of a pain in the ass um, than anything. Oh, we're else. getting on to uh, we're getting on to everybody's dream now, right? Mm. The VR treadmills. Yep. Yeah, dude. Everybody, you know, it's funny because you get you get people coming into VR, and they go down that road on Reddit, and then I feel like I'm like, dude, I've already been down. It's kind of like the hanging from the ceiling shit. I've been down that road, done with it, passed, never thought about it again. Um, although some of the new things coming out look intriguing so yeah well my you know the when you talk about uh vr treadmills this is kind of like gloves where there's been uh, a billion different iterations of the vr treadmill uh everybody racing to try to get the one right because whoever finally nails it uh it's going to be a big deal but uh you know nobody's quite nailed it yet but the one that everybody seems to uh to, to be familiar with is the catwalk right the catwalk vr and um my whole attitude on the uh on the vr treadmill is uh it's it's only going to be a good idea when you can accurately simulate walking uh you know if it's any bit different than naturally walking at all then it's just going to be stupid and not feel right and break the immersion to me uh, so when I see something like this that's holding in you you in place while you while you're sliding your feet across this weird disc thing, uh, it just looks like a clusterfuck to me. Roots, 
and it doesn't look like something I want to do. No, it doesn't look like it'd be very fun to me either. It feels like you would feel it would it would feel weird if you watch the videos of them when it's not an advertisement. <laughs> um, they're they're having to walk a certain way at a certain speed to be able to do it, and then your feet slide. And I just feel like it would feel weird. I feel like it would be, it would like you said, it would be immersion breaking. I'd rather just use my joystick. And it's huge, you know. I mean, it's, yeah, they show it to where it's in your living room, and you can watch TV around it. Who wants that thing in your living room, bro? Yeah, man. Uh, you know me. Uh, I wouldn't care to have a big accessory like that if it's something that I felt provided me with value. But the thing. Here, have you ever like, when you were younger, put on socks and and like kind of scoot across carpet to build up static and then go shock somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If there was a VR game that you were doing that in it, this would be perfect for it. But <laughs> any other type of game, this makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, I guess it, well maybe if there was like a a first person shooter on a frozen lake bed that you're trying not to fall down and you're slipping around maybe that would work for this but this is completely unnatural movement to me and i just i don't understand it i get the dream i see the vision i see what everybody wants uh, out of a treadmill and i agree with it but this ain't it and some of the other stuff we've seen roots like uh like the vr shoes i mean that's even stupider than this is right yeah, no, the cyber shoes, I don't even understand. And I guess if you want to sit down and move or whatever, um, I I don't get it. I you know, I, I sit on your stool and you're, like you're pretending to you're pretending to walk, but you're not standing up. Yeah, it seems like it'd be very weird. And I guess if some people like it, I, I to me I just it would be a little bizarre um for either one. Uh it just isn't something that I want to um like you said, I want to feel authentic with what I'm doing. So, yeah, this is just weird to me. It's like, um, have you ever been in a really good desk chair that has wheels on it? And instead of standing up to go across the room, you just kind of wheeled yourself over there with your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I think if, I think if we had a, a VR game where you were doing that, this would be perfect for it. In any other application, this is dumb as hell. Well, and I don't know who's buying this crap. Well, yeah, maybe somebody out there in the show. Um, I'll tell you what, both of these, what do you do when you want to, like, crouch? Especially the uh, the catwalk, dude. You're attached to that thing, dude. Like, you know. I just get so cracked up seeing these people. Uh, can you imagine if their tether ever broke and they just went running for <laughs> Oh, that would be, or if they, yeah, they would end up going. I mean, I don't even know how far you would go because you're walking in such a weird way. You'd end up hurting yourself. Slipper, got these slippery ass shoes on. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think both of these are very, um, very unpractical or impractical rather. Um, at least the next one is, is somewhat practical, but it's still the same premise, right? Like. I I, I think the next one kind of reeks of desperation because it was born out of, uh, you know, people's need to have a, a thumbstick option for the move controller. So since Sony doesn't give anybody thumbsticks, we're just going to get a controller for our feet, bro. And we'll just control where we're walking uh, with this little pogo ball thing. Yeah, I think that would be really weird too. Because are you still able to walk forward with your joystick and then, 
Or does it completely cancel it? And uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. You don't have a joystick. No, that's right. Yeah. You got move controllers. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess if you if you are really frustrated with not having a joystick and you can't get around using those buttons to move forward and back, yeah, you could buy a periphery that lets you do it sitting on your couch. Oh, why not? Right. Yeah, man. And then you know, a lot of people in the PSVR community were excited. For this one like this one they sold some of these like a, a pretty good number of them uh but i just never saw it man this just does not i mean uh, the move controllers yeah they need thumbsticks but they're fine man you can use move controllers if you practice a little bit and just get used to where the buttons are at they work fine yeah absolutely and uh gamer tag and delirium drew just came in the house so i'm just saying hey to them um, what's up guys what's up gt what's up drew we're just trying to figure out who actually bought the 3d rudder and why did they buy it yeah. <laughs> because uh this just does not look like a way i want to play vr games yeah if, did did anybody buy this we're not going to give a you lot crap. of people bought this dude a no i mean anybody out in the uh, chat i'm curious if you bought this let us know and we'll uh we'll meekly say we're sorry you know who didn't buy this wes my mom she has better wisdom she knows <laughs> that's true gt says it's not 3d rudder i'm i'm not i'm not sure what he means by that that's what the thing said so i, I don't remember what it's called vr rudder 3 3d rudder uh i, I don't get it whatever it's called uh it uh, you know I, I prefer just to use the button locomotion on move controllers but hey to each their own right yeah yeah for sure uh, and then that brings us to what I feel like is the gold standard, the only plausible product I've ever seen uh, in, in the realm of VR treadmills. And it's not out yet, Roots. Uh, but we've been watching the development of this one for uh, a few years, and I'm trying to look up what the actual product name I think it's turned Act out VR? to be with it. Yeah, AcVR is the company's name, and okay. it's like CV1 or CR1 or... Okay. Uh, VR CM1 customer model one. This roots. This looks like something that uh, I would actually use because in you know what you do to walk in this one roots. You walk. You, you walk, <laughs> and uh, nothing here that's going to really break your immersion, other than the fact that they've added a tether to it for safety, uh, which I kind of get when the floor is moving under you. Uh, you kind of need something to shut it off, right? If you fall. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I've seen more rudimentary versions of this over the years. I've kind of been keeping up with it because I feel like this is the only real model of VR treadmill that's ever really going to catch on. Uh, and this thing just looks awesome. I'd love to try it out. Yeah. See, there's two things for me that I would like to see different. One, um, goes against what I just said a little while ago about the, uh, thing being big in your in your house i think it needs to be a little bit bigger uh just a little bit long maybe a foot wider on each side and then that way you're not worried as much about stepping on the edge because i would be if i was running um that and then the second thing is what does it feel like when i'm running and i just suddenly stop because i'm going to feel it the motion you know what i mean i'm going to feel it kind of even out and that's going to be feel a little weird but other than that i i think you're right i think this is the closest thing to exactly what we're looking for um outside of you know ai controlled 
you know, in a big enough space, I still believe that an AI controlled game that's literally directing you around your room um, would be the best way to make you able to actually walk around. But that's going to take a long, a while before you get to that point. Right. So. Yeah, this latency you're talking about with the stopping, this was the main problem with it. Uh, you know, two years ago when I was really getting into the research that goes behind this, I got to imagine that they've improved it greatly uh, since then. And the, the the old version, you know, the prototype version was about twice this big Ooh. too. Uh, so, I mean, it was a really a big thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't imagine that it's going to just stop on a dime uh I, I i don't see how it would possibly be able to do that so there is going to always be a little bit of latency involved with it but uh this is uh this is the answer in my opinion the only problem with something like this is what are we talking three thousand four thousand five thousand dollars for something like this yeah, yeah it's true it's expensive and i'll tell you another friction thing that i i would say is a problem as well is uh like people are lazy people don't even want to stand myself included let alone run on something and then well, also true. you add the heat you know say summertime i'm standing still and i'm too hot and then you add me running around and moving and and you know all of those things are going to make you know for a uh, a very sweaty experience yeah i'm the same way i don't play uh, standing very often i, I play seated mostly and um I've always said it though. I mean, uh, I'm not a big fan of like room scale stuff because I don't want to be standing up walking around in a small space, but something like this could completely change it. Something like this would be worth it for me to stand up and walk because I could infinitely walk in any direction and it doesn't matter if I have a small space. Uh, I can walk around the vir virtual world naturally, then uh, sign me up. I'll stand up every time. Um, again, I think that the thing that's going to keep me from ever having something like this is the cost, but I think it's cool that we're almost there to where we can actually have a real, uh, VR treadmill that works and, uh, and, and really does bring us a little bit closer to that ready player one, uh, scenario that everyone dreams about. Yeah, absolutely. Put on the goggles and run, right? So. And uh, Delirium Drew talking about the uh, the VR rudder or the 3D rudder, whatever it was uh, called. Uh, he said that uh, he has a friend that actually likes it. Uh, his friend's handicapped. And I oh. never really considered that. And uh, that probably would be uh, a good use for somebody who has physical limitations. But then again, like I just mentioned, I don't play standing uh, very much at all. And, uh, you know, move controllers have buttons uh and they work well and and meow mix or meow mix sorry i'm putting putting your name different meow meow the <laughs> gamer cat and drillo both agree that it should be a little bit bigger because like drillo said he's got he's a he's six foot three and he's got a, a large a wide stride right and so you know it would feel very weird to try to run um unless you could like run a little bit wider so like i said give yourself another foot which goes completely against what I said about it being too big already in a space. But I mean, if you're already getting it anyway, um, I'd like a yeah. little bit more space. I'm not six, three, and I still think I would need more space to run. Yeah. I think, um, 
Uh, I think that they probably shrank it down for uh, consumer purposes because uh, exactly what you said, if it's too big, people aren't going to have yeah. space for it. Uh, hopefully there'll be different models of it, yeah. but you know, really realistically, I could just, I, I could see, I mean, the answer to how do you like full gate run on this thing is you don't, you don't full gate run <laughs> on it. You do what this guy's doing. You walk or you, do a light jog and then it's not a concern anymore yeah that's true that's true and it goes to what i was just saying earlier I'm, i don't think you're going to want to be full on sprinting everywhere anyway it's a lot of work um so it could be it's good exercise man maybe everybody stops being fat and they lose some weight you know myself included so i need to get this thing real less uh gamertag says my background is quality thanks bro this is uh this is tarzan this is a tarzan cave uh, which we talked about Tarzan VR at the top of the show. Uh, I try to keep my uh, my backgrounds VR themed in case you guys haven't noticed. I've been pulling screenshots from games every week and putting them up behind me. And uh, today we were talking about Tarzan, so I went with Tarzan. Yeah. Well, Delirium Drew says, screw treadmills. Give me that roller coaster gyro for cockpit games like racing and spaceship stuff. Um, you like yeah. your red or mine, Drew. Yeah, I think uh, the, the ultimate in any of this type of stuff that I've ever seen is the Feel 3 motion simulator. This thing is just incredible. It leverages gravity to uh, put forces upon your body that would feel natural to the experiences that you're dealing with in VR. So since you're blindfolded, in essence, with the VR headset on, you don't feel the fact that you're being tilted back in your chair, but it's done uh, to such a perfect degree that in the game, it just feels like G-Force is pulling you back into your seat or to the left or to the right. Uh, when it's perfectly calibrated, I got to imagine that it feels real, whether you're talking about roller coasters, whether you're talking about racing games. Uh, or, or any kind of other, you know, flying games, anything that's moving your body around in the game, uh, you feel it with this thing. And, uh, you know, I, I said that I've been following that that uh, omnidirectional treadmill for years. Same thing here with this Feel 3 simulator. Uh, I feel like this is kind of the ultimate when it comes to VR accessories. I agree. And it's uh, like I, I see overgees in this thing flying as heart's content, man. This has got everything, dude. This would be the roller coaster uh, as the driving sim. I, uh, the thing that makes it cool is like you can have just about anything, um, you know, turn and do all that stuff. But to, to get it to do it to where you're not even feeling your tilting back, you're feeling it as G-Force. Uh, that's big, dude. That's huge. That's that's immersion level 1000. And uh, I don't care if this is right in my living room. I don't care if this takes place in my bed. I'll sleep on the in Harry Potter's closet or something, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll find a place to sleep if I get to have this thing in my room. Yeah, man. Uh, that's the thing. We, we talk about, uh, you know, friction. And is the cost in trouble worth the cost in immersion? And I feel like with the last treadmill and with this here, I think that... Uh, I think it would be worth, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of setup just to be able to experience something like this in your home. 
Yeah, because this is when I first saw this video, I'm thinking this is what you get at an arcade. You know, this is arcade level experience and uh, in VR and and you're just not going to get that in most places. Um, you know, you're going to be missing part of the equation, whether it be the wheel or the fancy machine driving the, the steering and spin, spinning you around. So. Well, that's the thing here with this thing, too. And you just nailed it. This is the type of thing that you would see in a VR arcade, and it's priced as such. This thing costs thousands of dollars. I think it was like 2000 or something like that when it was in Kickstarter. But now to like buy one, it's like three thousand. Uh, and that's that's just the motion simulator. All of these, um, you know, things that you're seeing on it, like the really nice seat and the 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 wheel and pedals or the Hodas, all of this stuff is stuff that you add on yourself. Mm. Uh, so this is a very expensive, expensive thing. Uh, I, I got to imagine that you know VR arcades are the ones that are buying these. That's or, or the Richies. All the rich people. Rich yeah, yeah, dude. I'll tell you what, man. This would be just phenomenal. I, I just, I, I could see myself playing Star Wars uh, squadrons in it with a Hodas, and you're doing like you're doing a uh, loop or something. This the the G force on you. That'd be cool. Yeah, man. The, this this is the type of thing. I don't play the lottery often, but when I do play it, I'm thinking about this thing. <laughs> like yeah. I got to get that thing. I need the money. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, this thing, totally worth it when you talk about the cost of friction. Uh, maybe not so much when you talk about the cost in dollars. And that's why, Roots, we have the Y'all VR. And uh, this is the best of both worlds, Roots. It This, too, uses the uh, gravity from the real world to simulate G-forces on your body, only it's smaller, more compact, more suitable to something that you would put in your living space, and it's more affordable. Uh, it's kind of the perfect package when it comes to these types of things for the consumer, and that roots is the the reason why you have measured every one of these other accessories in terms of how much of a y'all cost mm. it would uh, it would bring. So like my G two, it's half a y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this thing is just awesome, uh, or at least it looks like it is. I don't know. Shiny Robot has it, right? Is it Shiny Robot that has this, or somebody in the Discord has this, right? Yeah, Shiny, Shiny Robot has this thing, and he says it's absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, you son of a bitch! I want it, Shiny. Um, I'll tell you what, I you know I love roller coasters, and that's where I I would be spending all my time in No Limits or. If Russia Blood ever gets the hack that I'm hoping you were right about, which I can't see how it doesn't eventually PSVR doesn't get hacked into PC, I would love to to Russia Blood it in a yaw. That'd be awesome. Yeah, dude, and you know the way that these things are, uh, uh, I mean they're they're very customizable. So I mean it's not completely outside the realm of possibility one day that we could see uh, PSVR emulated on PC. And something like this being able to be calibrated for it. Uh, I mean, it, you see it here with Grand Theft Auto 5. You know it doesn't have native support uh, for GTA 5. They've worked on putting a profile together for this the same way you would with like Vorpex uh, or anything else. There's going to be a number of uh, official profiles and then there's going to be user profiles shared online. And some of them are going to be uh, better than others. 
But uh, when it's dialed in and working perfectly, I mean, look at this, Roots. I mean, who doesn't want to play GTA like this? It's looking good, Wes. And I, the more I watch this video, the more I think, how much could I get for a kidney or um, or just something extra than my body that <laughs> right. I don't need, right? Because that could, I well, could this, probably this get was, one. Yeah, this one's within reach, isn't it? This is like a thousand bucks. 1200 something like that i think it might even be the the, the really good ones 1500 but i think 1200 that's not even that bad really for what you're getting um you know assuming that there's not issues with it down the road of i mean it looks like it's got a lot of working parts to it but uh i don't think it's cool it's got those things on the sides to mount your your hodis on there because that's one of the biggest things that i don't like about the hodis or the wheel or something you know they're designed to be locked down somewhere and when they're not it, it kind of feels a little weird um, but if they're spaced out perfectly and locked in it's going to give you more immersion so yeah and you know speaking of immersion um i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm pretty sure that uh that they've worked on some kind of uh compatibility with oculus quest here so that you can uh play wirelessly and you won't have all this crap hanging off of your face as you're spinning around in 360. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could do 360 game uh, roller coasters and star rides and stuff with the Quest 2 wirelessly, right? Yeah, imagine playing Star Wars Squadrons in this thing uh, wirelessly with virtual desktop and an expensive HOTUS mounted on this thing. Oh, God. Uh, think about that for a minute. The Warthog. Oh, he'd be, uh, he'd be in heaven, dude. I'm jealous of this kid, dude. Who is this kid that's getting to hang out in this yaw dude and why is <laughs> yeah, roots you know, not in this commercial I, th I thought my kids were the luckiest kids on earth just because of uh all the shit that i buy that they get access to i gotta imagine the y'all people's kids are like <laughs> how do you amaze that guy for christmas right Nah, they're like this is ghetto dude you didn't get me another yaw dad what the hell i imagine Nintendo if you had a room Switch? what if you had like four of those garbage? four or five yeah. ready for the whole family right well, I mean, uh, that's kind of the idea, right? I mean, you, you most of these racing-type games are multiplayer. Most of these, uh, you know, well, maybe not most of them, but some of these flying games are multiplayer as well. There's certainly applications there. And I got to imagine that, uh, you know, people like myself who are starting these startup VR arcades are looking really hard at these things because, again, they're not all that expensive and uh you know at the price point you can invest five thousand dollars put three or four of them in a row and uh, all of a sudden you have an attraction for families to come and uh take advantage of and, and pay pay for it. that's, that's true. how you pay for it roots you you start an arcade that's true i know that was something anthony was thinking about uh back in the day the thing about <laughs> it's gonna be caught COVID is is like the killer of every innovation like, oh, you wanted to start this business up? COVID? No. Nope. And people are like, shit, I'm not going in there. Um, I drove by a movie theater today, and I was like, oh, shit, those are still open. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. COVID's almost over with, though, bro. It'll be over with in six months. Everybody will get the shot, and it'll go away. And then... Um, then you could start your business. That's right. Yeah, and beyond that, uh, there's uh, some pretty good new technology when it comes to uh, sanitizing VR uh, headsets and things too so uh, i gotta feel like you know the the vr arcade dream was just kind of put on hold and it's not dead yet yeah that's true that's true we just gotta we're reinventing the uh the dream i 
it's the, everything that's happened has shifted things. You know, everything happens for a reason. Now we've got uh, movies and and uh, museum stuff and VR things that you know you didn't get to see so much so, and uh, you know it'll be good in that way. Yeah, man, it's been quite a year, and as we said at the top of the show, uh, it's going to be frantic down to the finish line, and no matter which uh you know which area of life you're looking at whether it be gaming or real life or you know the holiday season shopping uh it's all going to be at a uh, an intensity level that's been ratcheted up to 11 so everybody buckle in pop the popcorn and uh, sit back because it's going to be fun yeah oh yeah dude a lot of good games coming out and good stuff. Uh, VR Spry Guy says, good thing he didn't start an arcade. I think his kind of deal was kind of a, like a traveling thing, right? He didn't want to do like a location-based, but he wanted your location to be the location, right? Yeah, kind of like one of those people that goes around doing a DJ, except for you to be a VR DJ, right? Show up. Yeah, there's, there's lots of these dudes that do just that. You, you have to buy like these backpack VR rigs. Uh, like Zotac even sold some of them. You can still buy them on their... Uh, on their website i saw the other day hmm. uh, they had them clearanced out but um yeah people still do that um and i guess it's probably easier to deal with than the uh lo- the you know the the ones that have a uh, a set location with bigger equipment yeah yeah for sure because nobody i miss people that don't want to leave their house so crazy uh but anyway i think that's going to wrap us up here uh, i think that uh, uh, our attitude toward most of this stuff is that uh, it really, most of them provide cool features, uh, but in in most cases, not cool enough to justify the trouble of getting into them. And even the ones that you would go through the trouble of of setting them up, uh, they're almost always too expensive. So uh, hopefully the future will uh, see some more consumer friendly implementation of these technologies and that's the way it goes right over time technology becomes cheaper what is expensive today will be garbage tomorrow so uh just hang in there give it a few more years and uh i guarantee you're going to be surprised at the toys we're playing with in two years and look at what we've how things have changed in four years bro you know what i mean like it's just crazy to me how good vr has become to the conversation where I've had with people that are like, oh man, VR is a gimmick. And they're talking about the gear VR. And I'm like, like, where have you been, dude? Like you, t- you checked out at the wrong time. Uh, yeah. I've heard so many people say that in recent weeks. Like, yeah, I've tried VR. I used to have one of those gear VRs. Like, dude, it's not VR. And you were, us- you were using an S3 at the time. You know what I mean? Probably. Or something along that. I mean, the power that those had were shit compared to what we got right. yeah, yeah that's a good point they probably could have stuck with gear vr and it would probably be a thousand times better now than it ever was i'd be interested to see if you could take like a gear and you could put one of like i got the s20 which just shows you how many there's so many different things out there now what how good would that be in a gear vr i mean not that i would care now but i got the quest but it'd be you can get them for 20 bucks dude those <laughs> you know it's they're not hard to come by anymore yeah maybe i should try that just to check it out might as well yeah uh drew drillo says i can't wait for medal of honor and you know uh me either and it, it, not just medal of honor there's so many games that are going to be crammed into this next six weeks 
that it that it's nuts, dude. It's too much. It's got me to the point where I'm going to be sending out emails tomorrow. Hopefully, I won't have to buy all of them. Mm-hmm. Gamertag wants to know how you're enjoying the reverb. Better, man. Better than uh, initially. Initially, uh, I was having a lot of crashing with it, uh, but uh, I came to find out, thanks to the help of our awesome community, that it was a bug in SteamVR causing me to oversample and overwork my 3080. Uh, so I dialed it back uh, to 65%, which is actually about 110, 115% of the of the native resolution, and uh, it's working a lot better now. And I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the The clarity is uh, top notch. I haven't had as much controller jank as people are complaining about, even though uh, I will say that it isn't perfect. Uh, it's not as good as Oculus. But uh, it is. It hasn't been anything that really has bothered me all that much yet. Uh, so it, it's not perfect, but it's been good enough to keep me out of my quest too, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it tells you something. That tells me Wes is probably keeping it. Probably. Uh, I'm about seventy five percent keeping it now, where I was fifty fifty last week. Huh. Oh, cool. Well, it's it's going in the right direction. I think it sounds like a good headset to keep, from what you and Overgees are saying. So. Yep. Uh, here's the thing about it, right? Uh, I definitely see the the value in it. It's worth $600. I can say that confidently at this point. Uh, the problem with it is, is you know that in six months, the next best thing is coming. Mm. And if I keep this, I can't buy that. <laughs> you mm. know? That's uh, so point. that... That's kind of the the thing here. We know Samsung's working on another headset. Uh, We've heard rumors about LG working on one, uh, and that's what we know about. So, um, what about the yaw? You're halfway there if you return it, dude. If if I knew I could get the yaw, I'd probably get rid. I'd probably send this back. Yeah, yeah. Just because that that that's totally something uh, something completely different to anything else that I have. Whereas the G2 is better than the Quest 2, sure, but it's it's about this much better, right? It's not night and day, um, but it is better. It's noticeably better. Ah, cool. Well, maybe one day I'll see you in a yaw. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, uh, Overge says he did the same thing and it improved his uh, performance as well. It's it's like anything, Overge's. It's uh, you know. I've been an Oculus user since the day I, bu- I built my PC. Uh, coming into a new platform, there's a learning curve here. You have to learn how to work around the jank, uh, how to get, how, how to, how to exist in a new ecosphere. And uh, the more experience we have with it, the smoother uh, things are going to be with it. So, uh, and the software is going to get updated as well, and it's going to get better too. Cool. Uh, Gamertag says the clarity is good, but he boxed his up yesterday. I guess the uh, controller jank a little too much for you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that would be my problem, Wes. It's like I enjoy the the Oculus controller so much. So um, not only the, the tracking, but the way they feel. I, I think I might have a hard time going away from it. Well, uh, jury's still out. I've still yet to play any competitive multiplayer games in it. Uh, I did notice in Half-Life Alex the the last time I played it, there was a couple of times I was aiming down the sights 
holding the controller completely still, but in game, maybe two or three times, uh, it just the gun started vibrating like this. Uh. Not for long, for like a second, mm. it did this. It was just enough to annoy me. It wasn't enough to like, you know, screw me up or anything, but it, it was noticeable. Uh, so if stuff like that keeps happening, you know, maybe we'll see that 75% positive guy go back, uh, back in the negative direction. But overall, my experience has been good lately with it. So uh, I'm optimistic. Cool. Sounds, uh, sounds like we got some more here from Wes on the reverb, and I'll be interested uh, to see where it ends up. It's certainly an ongoing thing, and it's going to be for uh, probably the rest of the year. So. Yeah, that's the beauty of buying stuff this year. You got so much time to return it. You might as well check it out. Like I said, that's why I'm going to get a freshy cable uh, when it comes out. When they send it to me, I'll just send back my old one that doesn't seem to be damaged. But, you know, who doesn't want a fresh cable, right? Yep. There you go. Everybody wants a freshy roots. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I think that's going to wrap us up this week, friends. Uh, if you like the video, you know what to do. Thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, please click the subscribe button as well as the notification bell to stay up with all of our content here. And for those of you who have been with us for a while and want to do a little something extra to support the channel and help us to grow, you can do so by supporting us on Patreon, where for as little as $3 per month, you can gain access to our weekly show notes as well as the always awesome money show, which is a piece of content that is exclusive to Patreon uh, roots. We don't, uh, you know, we don't hold out the shows f from the, uh, from the community uh, and make them wait for all of our uh, opinions on everything new that comes out. But we do do uh, exclusive content from time to time for the Patreon uh, so, uh, you know, if, if that's something that you're interested in, you can't get enough virtual strangers. Well, there's a way for you to get a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate it. Anyways, uh, be sure to, uh, join the discord, the, uh, invite, invite link always in the description down below. Be sure to hit us up on there. That way you can meet us up in game or just shoot the shit with us a little bit. And, uh, I think that's it. With that said, friends, we would like to. Thank you once again for watching. For Roots, I'm Wes.